What are, what are we calling the show this year? This is the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. Patriots chinwag. Patriots before the game show. Jones, he's throwing it towards Thornton. Yes. Left the end zone. Caught. Touchdown New England. Hey, it's the Patriots. The Patriots pregame show is your source for all the latest news and information before every game. He took it to the house again. Here we and go. The Patriots take the lead. With Hardy. The game, the game was down. The game was down. Basically the game the volume was, was down. down. Mike Dassault. Actually, it's not just music trivia with this guy. No. <laughs> Paul Perillo. That was more yelling at a take that he brought up. And that's that is correct. And Tamara Brown. Who was the last one? I'm not saying it again. Patriots Nation, welcome to the Patriots pregame show, presented by Duncan. I can't wait. Welcome in to the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. Hardy, Mike Dassault, Tamara Brown, Paul Perillo. All here for you is the Patriots. Get ready to take on the visiting Commanders of Washington. It's another must-win game for the Patriots. Two and six on the season. <laughs> what are you? What are you laughing at? at you, three and five Commanders. I do, well, I don't know. I've never I've never experienced so many must-win games in the first half plus of a season. Uh, just I mean, just a tick over the halfway mark here as uh, we prepare for. Uh, this contest today so let's get into it we're going to try and wrap this whole keys to the game thing up with the changing of the key before we get to our behind the enemy lines guest at 11 a.m and then later on we'll worry about over-unders i see they've already been corrected it's unbelievable <laughs> it's it's freaking unbelievable that kid for as much as he does right consistently does it wrong morell what is your major malfunction I just numbers and you, me do not go together. You can't so do, do it. You want, me, you want me to share it with you quickly? The, the yes. <laughs> so last week we had two a longest play uh, over thirty-eight and a half yards, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> because he didn't have one to go. He threw a forty-two-yard touchdown. <laughs> oh. It wasn't like like one random play. Like it was a touchdown. <laughs> it was a it was a big play. <laughs> you were serious about that. <laughs> so anyway, all right, we'll get to that in the Sunday six pack. But first, keys to the game. Let's go. Why did you leave the keys up on the table? You wanted to. You've waited all week for it. The whole team's in the locker room right now, just listening to this, waiting to hear what you're going to say. Without these keys, the Patriots are destined and doomed to fail. Here are Hardy, Paul, Mike, and Tamara's keys to the game. Why did I steal your key to the game also? Keys to the game without these keys. Patriots doomed and destined to fail today against the Commanders. The current key holder, Tamara, will go first with her key to this week's game at Gillette Stadium. Tamara. Hardy. My key to the game is command the line of scrimmage. Sam Howell has been sacked 41 times this season. Mm. If they can win this battle in the trenches and make him uncomfortable, force him to hold on to the ball, we can force him into mistakes because he's a guy that's made a ton of mistakes this year. And on the other side of the line of scrimmage, Mac Jones, make him as comfortable as possible. This offensive line, it's been allegedly the blame for why he's played so bad this year. One of the many excuses, if you can make him comfortable, make him confident, the Patriots can get off to a good start. It's a strong play to retain the key. The Plus. line of scrimmage is going to be uh, fundamental today, as it always is, but especially for the reasons that Tamara just mentioned, not just for protecting Mac Jones, but Sam Howell, his numbers under pressure are abysmal. Uh, he just, he's, you know, he's, he, he's Sam Howell. That's who he is. So you can somehow <laughs> That's all you have to say. find a way to create problems for him and protect your guy with the, a, a severely depleted commander's pass rush. 
then um, that should be a huge key huge to today's game. Well done, yeah. Tamara. Thank you. It's impressive. You select who goes next as the current key holder. Mike. Yes. <laughs> just kidding. Um, Nailed it. So, so I just kind of went straight up this week. I didn't come up with something creative and pithy like Hardy. But um, I was also late, so I apologize for that. But – I really think this is the key today. I think it's Patriots got to get turnovers. Like I, I, you know, agree with everything you know Tamara said about getting it on Sam Howell. It's just my thing is like he doesn't seem phased by getting sacked like hundreds of times. Like he just keeps throwing the ball. So I just think at some point the Patriots defense has to continue to wake up and make more plays on the ball. If they don't get takeaways today, I think I, I, mean, I really think they could drop this one. I, I think we'll come back in here in the post game show. We'll look at who won the, tur- won the turnover contest, and and I think that team's probably the one that's going to win. Love a defensive score. That would be ideal. Uh, they haven't gotten one this year. That's been a big part of you know s- the success of their defense in recent years. So for me, just bottom line, the Patriots defense has to get takeaways from Sam Howell. I think even if they get sacks, he's going to continue to throw the ball down the field, and he'll complete it. He's got some good players. He's got some good guys that he's throwing the ball to that are quick and fast and uh, can cause problems. So Patriots defense, J.C. Jackson, Jonathan Jones, Duggar, take the ball away. What do you think of his key, Paul? Um, oh, geez. It sounds like one of my professors yeah, in college. Like, yeah, it was, I mean, he tried hard. Interesting take. No, I, I, think, <laughs> I think we're all kind of um, very similar in – No. Well, I, I think to me it's about Sam Howell, Mr. Mm-hmm. Howell. I love, I love how you were like – Really formal with that, Mr. Howell. Well, yeah. it's a it's a Gilligan's Island reference. See, a television program you never thing watched. I've never seen. <laughs> weren't you alive in the '60s? <laughs> Thurston Howell the <laughs> Third. Just so you know, I didn't watch them live. <laughs> I saw the reruns yeah. when I was a kid. And his wife, Lovey. Hello, Lovey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I spent a lot of time trying to think of a corresponding Gilligan's Island key, and I just I wasn't smart enough to do it. So, so. I, I do Sorry. agree with both uh, Tamara and and Mike. I, I think it's you got to get around Sam Howell. The, the sacks are what they are. I think the negative plays, um, he he only has eight picks. So it's not like they're all resulting in, in turnovers. But I think Mike is right. You might need to give your offense a little bit of a boost here. But I think it starts with getting after Sam Howell because if you don't, if he gets comfortable, and I, I, I do think that Mike is right. Terry McLaurin, uh, you know, they won't have Curtis Samuel. He's out of the game. But, uh, you know, Logan Thomas, uh, Tamara's boy from uh, Virginia Tech, they have some some weapons to throw to. I think Dotson's a pretty good receiver too. I think Brian Robinson's a you know a serviceable running back. They can move the ball if you allow Washington to get comfortable. So to me, it's all about pressuring Mr. Howell. All right. Uh, finally, uh, this really requires um, you know saying it out loud, but also how it's written makes a big difference. Make a stand, or the Commanders will treat you like Ned Flanders. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? Uh, I did, it even, ca- even when I read it on, a twi- on, a, on, a tw- on the, uh, the text, I, I, I chuckled to myself. Okay, so I, I don't think I had the pentameter down, though, that like you laid it out, the, the beats of it is very nice. It's almost a haiku. Yeah. Uh, now, what it means is, as if we didn't already know, it's Explain pretty self-explanatory. This. You have a couple of hapless buffoons here. You know, <laughs> think, of, think of the Patriots as Homer Simpson, okay? Dope. You've got Ned Flanders coming in. And if you allow him to somehow have the upper hand, he will win. In the battle of a couple of half-witted teams, whoever is uh, weaker is going to end up losing this game. You don't want to lose to Ned Flanders, okay? So let's not let Ned Flanders get the best of us today. 
Make a stand or the commanders will treat you like Ned Flanders. I had it worked out in my head so much better three days ago. Does that does that make McLaurin and Dotson as that as that Rod and Todd? Is am that... I am I tell? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rod and Todd. This is just the beginning of Hardy being inseparable because oh. what I talked about three uh-huh. weeks ago uh-huh. is happening today. What? And I'm I'm concerned. What? What happened three? What would you talk about three what weeks ago? Where I said what like happened? the moment that we might see someone I'm not going to say his name again today could be that day, and you're going to throw the pun around. I can't say his name. Oh, booty. Oh. oh. I got it. <laughs> Uh, Today could be Paul, the day you I see gotta him give again. you credit. That one did not, did get, not get by you. <laughs> yes. Today could be the day we see him again. Am I telling tales out of school though that these are two bad football teams playing today? Yeah, it's kind of reminiscent of the yeah. Raiders game a couple weeks ago. Right. I felt like it was a pillow fight. Right. Between two bad teams. Don't let uh, don't let a bad team come in here and beat you. Don't. I think it's the the effort thing. You know, it's like what team is is still looking to play competitive football and are looking to go out there and. You know, really try to, to get the win. I mean, I know we heard a little bit this week about Washington obviously trading away those two guys in, in Young and Sweat. Um, but they still do have some young players on defense, I think. And that, I just to me, though, it all just comes down to the offense. You know, this is a Patriots offense that cannot score 30 points. And we've seen this Washington team score 30 points a few well, times. And so. that's, yeah, that's why I are think some of the, some of the uh, numbers in this game today, including the total, are interesting. But uh, – and, and don't I'm not being overly mean. I'm not being overly critical. You know, bad teams, bad teams. The Patriots can play well. We saw them play really well against Buffalo. They have good players. They have good coaching. If they can put it all together, they don't have to be a bad team. Some teams are just destined to be a bad team. I think Carolina is a bad football team, and there's nothing they can do about it. The Patriots don't have to be a bad team. Yeah. But last week they played like a bad team. Yeah, but they also, you know, but they also have, I mean, Kendrick Bourne's on IR now. So, I mean, you know, you could say he's their best receiver. Like, they've lost their best receiver. Parker's not going to play. I mean, that's, a you know, an outside guy. I know he's had his issues. But, you know, Jawan Bentley, what's going to happen with him? So, you know, big physical running back with Brian Robinson from Washington. It's, you know, you're going to miss having Jawan Bentley. So, it's, you know, it's kind of like a few weeks ago when all of a sudden the injuries just kind of like you weren't really thinking about, you're thinking more about the matchup and not about the impact that the injuries are going to have. But I, I think that you're really looking at Mac Jones with a new set of targets this week. There's going to be some new guys getting some chances. And, you know, for whatever security blanket that Kendrick Bourne was for him, he's not he's not going to have it this week. So Booty, uh, Juju, Demario Douglas, those guys got to step up. Please. Please. Something funny happened? I just, Booty. just whenever you say that name, was, Hardy is just going to look at me. and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to light up. Okay. He's so, not going to let this opportunity go by you. Plenty of time to go to Pat and Agawam and have him choose the oh, new key holder, or will Tamara retain the key? First one ever, right? It would be the first time. Uh, for what? The first time to retain back it? Back to back? Yeah. Wait, I, I thought you did. I, I, well, either I that or Paul I did. I retained it. Yeah, we're not sure. We'll have to, I'm sure Morell took accurate records. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right. So, what do you got, Patty? So, uh, Pat, you heard them all. Uh, Dusso wants to force turnovers. Paul says pressure Mr. Howell. I had the very pithy and brilliant statement about, I don't know, something to do with the Simpsons. And then Tamara says com- command the line of scrimmage. Who is the winner for the key to the game this week? Got to give it to Mike. Yes. Wow. Wow. Uh-huh. All right. Play the, play the pomp and circumstance song. 
Yeah, do we, can you put it over my head? Do I get to stand up on the podium? No. <laughs> oh, like the, oh, like the Han Solo Chewy thing. Yeah, we did that last <laughs> week. That would have been nice. All right. Uh, thank you for that, Pat. What else do you have? As uh, we'll, we'll get a chance to speak with you before we go behind enemy lines. What's going on, Patty? Yeah, I think Duke Neal uh, hit the nail on the head. I think That's you got to right. create turnovers if you want to win this that, game. That's the key to every game. Even though, uh, you know, they traded away the probably best defensive players. I, I could just, I could see this kind of getting out of control. You know, I could see uh, Washington lighting up the scoreboard for like 37 or 38 points. Um, I don't have a good feeling about it today. And normally when, when that happens, my guys lose. Oh, um, boy. So, oh, yeah. It's getting a emotional i can barely hear the uh the phone calls here can we can we can we push those levels a little bit there matt thanks buddy more in the volume in the monitor yeah <laughs> need more you know the bass is definitely taken away from the vocals i think uh this oh, is going to be kind of like a uh pillow fight today and i think the team with the bigger pillow wins and i think that's going to be the commanders wow. unfortunately wow sorry guys wow all right, well, off to a very yeah. positive start. While here we the were Patriots getting the uh, the rulings and everything for the, the key to the game, the Miami game ended. Um, Kansas yep. City, Miami, and Germany, um, at what I thought should have been an incomplete pass, was called a fumble and uh, returned for a touchdown by the Chiefs. Uh, the Dolphins do not make any friends with the officials, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> they are getting another uh, another tough day with, with calls. This is surprising to me. I was wondering how Kansas City would respond to arriving literally probably 20 hours ago compared to the Dolphins who've been there all week. I was wondering if the Chiefs would come out flat, kind of like the Bills did against the Jags, but they seem to be wide awake and yeah. not and not impacted at all by an 11, 11 and a half hour flight to Frankfurt. Now, I, I, I heard that. 11 and a half hours. Oh, from Kansas City. Like, did they go the other way or something? Uh, <laughs> they can't go through the middle. It doesn't take four and a half hours know. to get from here to right. Kansas City. I know. I don't know. And it's but only that, taken us seven, right? Yeah. Please tell me it's only taken us seven. seven. Yeah. Okay. The reports earlier this when they got there, what uh, Friday morning, that it took eleven and a half hours. Ugh. I well, I Crazy. don't know. It's I too long. I don't know. They seem fine. But they seem fine. If I were Andy Reid, I would have gone up and knocked on the door and said, "Are you using the GPS?" <laughs> right. <laughs> don't be stubborn. Ask just for direct, ask for help. Yeah. Don't be stubborn. Ask uh, ask for directions. Hey, Lucky Lindy, are you just staring down at the ocean just trying to discern? Uh, yeah. <laughs> eleven and a half hours. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh. That's even brutal. Do? How do you even get to a flight that long? That just seems. But then insane. you know, Mike McDaniel is such a yeah. You know, I like him. He's I a caution. I like him, and I think he's entertaining. But he was such a dink in that answer earlier this week. It's like, why are you going over so early? All right, this is very handy. Thank you. Get get bang. I I, like, I I yeah. I don't mind <laughs> what about. I don't mind generally what he says, but how he says it does kind of rub me the wrong Dep way. Yeah, and especially when it comes off as like appearing foolish as going over as early as Miami uh, did does now. All right. Uh, well, congratulations to Mike for uh, Chiefs getting twenty-one nothing. By the way, uh, probably heading to the half. Okay, so that is uh, that is what Paul means when he says that game is over. It is ended. You said that. I'm sure you can. You don't really see uh, Mahomes cough up too many 21 point leads. I'm, oh, I would not. Gotta let that so. bounce around a little there, guy. You got to get the half over. Well, we got to get behind enemy lines, if you don't mind. There, absolutely, Paul. Uh, absolutely. You know the view from New England. We go behind enemy lines. But what about the view from the other side? And that's why you're our favorite uh, pregame show uh, guest yeah. every year. You guys know you tell everybody that. Oh yeah. 
I was on with you guys in 2018, Thursday Night Football, yep. and I was told I was the favorite guest of the show. <laughs> nope. No. Time now to go behind enemy lines. My God, it's coming right for us! From the Washington Post on X at Sam4TR, it's Sam Fortier. Joining us here on the Patriots pregame show, Sam, it's Hardy, Mike, Tamara, and Paul. Thanks for taking some time this morning. Of course, guys. Thank you, Thank you for having me. I, uh, I used to come to the stadium growing up with my uncle, Carl Johnson. He's been a season ticket holder. It's been the family for 30-something years. So it's, uh, it's cool. cool to be able to talk to you guys. I know wow. Carl. <laughs> Carl. Stacker. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sam, uh, I got to ask you just the, the how, what was the feeling around the team this week after uh, the trade of, of Young and Sweat? Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be uh, a sort of a sadness, a little bit of a somber mood in the locker room because those are two guys that were really big emotional components of this team. You know, they were leaders. They were drivers, especially in you know, pass rushers off the edge. I mean, there were obviously some logistical uh, you know, things that showed up on the field where they didn't always reach their potential. You know, I think having four first-round picks up front guys taking their shots, egos, you know, it, it didn't always lead to productive results. I mean, this defense is the 31st-ranked defense in terms of points allowed per game, so it clearly wasn't always working. Um, but still, you know, those guys had been around for four years and, and were big, loud, boisterous presences. So, you know, I think everybody was a little bit down. I, I just had a quick follow-up on that, um, Sam. What was, like, the reaction, if you could gauge one generally, from the fans of the team, the people who cover the team? Did they take it well? Do they understand what they're trying to do with moves like this? Or are people throwing up their hands and saying, hey, wait a second, we're three and five. The season's not a total, complete loss yet. Uh, what what was the mood afterward? So this is kind of a, to, to break it down, I think that people in general in Washington are still in the honeymoon phase of we are no longer under Dan Snyder. He's <laughs> gone. And anyone who's not him is here, and that's a huge plus. And then I think that, people were and then there's another component where fans i think overestimated the trade market particularly for half season rentals of, of even you know very good pass rushers and so when you see a guy get moved on that was the number two overall pick um for a third you know a third round pick people were awful frustrated by that same with montez sweat going for for a second round pick so i think when chicago paid him you know a big contract people were like okay we probably weren't going to pay sweat that so that's okay um, but particularly about chase young the first pick of Ron Rivera's tenure, the number two overall pick, a local kid, people that had, you know, that's that's the jersey that people in Washington owned for a long time, uh, you know, bought or certainly early in his tenure, then has the ACL injury. People have really, like, fractured on him. Some people doubled down and said, hey, you know, this is our guy. This is a, a guy that's really important to our future. And people, some people said he's a bust. You know, he, we need to move on from him. He's selfish. He doesn't play within the scheme super well. Um, and so I think that, like, that, obviously those two parts of the fan base had very different reactions to that trade. Hi, Sam. Um, I'm wondering just what you've learned about this Washington team this season. I know they've been like a roller coaster as far as like wins and losses, but to see them fight against the Eagles, even though they didn't come up with the win, was pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about Ron Rivera's teams. I mean, literally, if you go back and look at the record in terms of breakdowns, like they've started every single season two and five or three and four. Um, they started slow every year. Then they make a, a little bit of a push towards the middle of the season to get in the playoff picture and then every year they fall short at the end of the year. Um, in 2020, they fell short, but you know the rest of the division was so bad they made the playoff. But 2021, 2022, faded down the stretch and ended up playing a, week, a meaningless Week 18 game. So to me, what I have learned is that Ron Rivera, in a league that is full of consistency, uh, parity, that in a league that is, is so difficult um, to maintain a steady pace at, he's maintained a steady pace, even if it's not the one that Washington fans would have wanted. 
Sam, the offense the Patriots have had all year that uh, unfortunately we've, we've all had the uh, misfortune of having to watch has not been productive. And, you know, we look uh, on paper anyway what uh, the commanders have done, and they've been over 30 points three times and uh, been generally, um, with uh, only a, uh, an exception or two, been pretty productive. Sam Howell, I'm just curious your thoughts on his play, and I'm wondering, did, you, I know you're 3-5, and five, is it a lot of times where they're down multiple scores in the second half and maybe the numbers look a little bit better than they are? Or is the offense legitimate in Washington? The offense has been legitimate at times, but kind of, as you pointed out, very inconsistent. And so I say that like they come out and they play Philly tough two straight times, you know, as a Super Bowl runner-up last year. And then they'll come out against the, the one in five Giants and they, they don't do the things that their offense does well. Um, in terms of quick passing, in terms of using Sam Howell's mobility, using his arm strength, taking shots downfield, and it, it looks terrible. You know, they scored seven points. I think they had eight drives, or six of them went three and out in that first half against the Giants. And so I think that's a combination of the offensive line, Sam Howell growing and developing, and Eric Bieniemy being a first-time solo play caller as offensive coordinator. He, he did some of that some in Kansas City, but it wasn't always on him with Andy Reid. So I think it's a combination of things. And so I'm actually very curious because – Washington really struggled against Wink Martindale and the New York Giants, who play a lot of man coverage, uh, a lot of blitzes, um, you know, mixing a lot of cover zero. And, and to me, you know, just from what I saw on tape, it seems like Bill Belichick's defense is, is playing a lot of the same way. So I'm wondering if Washington will, will you know, be effective in that manner uh, as well. Uh, you wrote uh, earlier this week, this is uh, Sam Fortier, by the way, from the Washington Post, about the uh, commanders players saying that they're not fully set on rebuilding. Um, what, what does that allude to, Sam, if you could kind of uh, or maybe I don't know if it was yours or Jason Murray's article on it. But uh, is that the report that that players aren't all in on it or that they think this is just kind of like a a modest rebuild? What does that mean with the team right now? So when you trade two of your best players at the trade deadline, I think that always is going to signal, and you have a new owner, and you're probably going to have a new coach and, and general manager uh, next season. I think that people you know get this sense particularly because Josh Harris, when he owned the Philadelphia 76ers, went all in on the process, right? You know, tear it down. Um, players, at least, have said that at the end of this year, that's not going to affect them. They, they believe they can still win and make a push toward the postseason, and they believe they have the, the players uh, to make that happen. Uh, I, I think that that's a, an open question in, in terms of will they actually back those words up with action? Will they be able to come out every week um, and fight, you know, and say, hey, we, we are going to make a push for the postseason, even though, you know, we're down two of our, our better guys we came into the season with. Um, and I think it starts this weekend against New England because I think that this team views New England as, as uh, a team that they can get right against because they have a tough schedule for the rest of the year. All right. Sam, do you have a uh, score prediction on the game today? <laughs> you know, I've been going back and forth because I know that Bill Belichick's reputation against young quarterbacks is well-deserved. Um, so I think I'm going to take New England 21-20. That, that's where I'm at. Okay. That's yeah. A, yeah, that's it's been a lot of people with picks like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, I think it makes sense to think it would be close. And, uh, you know, the, the phrase pillow fight has been thrown around a number of times already <laughs> this week and even today on this show. But twenty one twenty will give us some football to watch. And, yeah, I think it's, it's one that probably could go either way. Sam, good stuff. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. Sam Fortier there with the Washington Post at Sam Fortier on uh, Twitter. Yeah, I, just interesting that, you know, we've been talking about this, alluding to it, that he mentions that the players, uh, the commander's players, think of this as a, 
an opportunity game, a get-right kind <laughs> of a game for them, much like we've been talking about for New England when yep. they played New Orleans and when they played um, who they lose to Raiders? the Raiders. And now again this week and, and next week with the Colts. Like this is these are the games that the, the, the other teams look to as well. Is yeah. The it's the battle of teams looking to get right. Yeah. And which you know, the league loves. Oh, let's have a couple of struggling teams squaring off uh, you know, try and get a win that probably won't change the fate of their season all that much. But for the Patriots, I do argue that it could mean more because then you do start looking at the next couple few weeks on the schedule and you start to think to yourself, hmm, if we can beat every uh, team on our schedule, we can get back in the playoffs. It's not even just, about the playoffs, Paul. I mean, Hardy, I, I think in this one, it's like if they can't figure out a way to get points on the board against a depleted front, like you can't, you can't even do it without sweat and young, like that's problematic. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. And, which is what one of the reasons, like earlier in the week, when the total was only at like 39 and a half for this game, people are not expecting a lot of scoring to take place. The commanders have put up points at mm -hmm. times. Yeah. And the Patriots have shown the last few weeks they can score a little bit. But when those when, you know, sweat was uh, was traded and young, it went up like a point and a half, maybe two points on the mm -hmm. total. I thought, huh, seems like seems like maybe people are missing out on a game that I'm not saying it's going to be, you know, the most wild 42 to 38 game we're going to see all season but i could see both teams scoring in the low to mid 20s today i i don't it, i don't think that's out of the question yeah i think yeah. Th i think that's fair i would just be very disappointed especially from mac who has admitted that he's been looking too much at the pass rush do you have an opportunity this week where you don't have to be fearful of someone like montez or chase young coming after you um, obviously, but you know, they still on have what talent there. They do yeah, still have talent there. But, but it's like you don't have that, that big-name star coming after you. Um, if he doesn't find a way to be productive today, it would be really disappointing. And uh, Well, I'm sorry, uh, Deuce, but not only that, who is the Patriots' left tackle today? Because it ain't Trent Brown. Well, I, he was back. He was back. Uh, I, I, think, I think he'll you think, play. You think I he's going to play today? I, I, yes, I will be stunned if he doesn't because they okay. gave him $2 million to make sure yeah. he's on the field. Like, All right. That's my feeling yeah. until but, until he misses a game. I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. Okay. But but to the point, I think, you know. Do you have inside information he's not playing? No. Nope. <laughs> Sounds uh, it. <laughs> I, no, I really don't. I really don't. Yeah. I would. I would. I would bet he's not missing out on that check. Yeah. Puff out, I would be puffing up my chest a little bit if I had any inside information I didn't want to <laughs> share. But uh, I just thought after, you know practicing on friday and obviously if he didn't practice on friday forget it he's not playing <laughs> no i i just i think the real but area had, of concern is in the middle to me did you he know? go from did he go from no, did no, not participate to, to limited limited, yes. to limited on he friday. was limited on friday he's not guaranteed to play today no. so you're, you're right to bring that dnps up. And they right. elevated uh, connor mcdermott too so they right. had no you're absolutely tackle. right to bring that up as a possibility okay. yeah. all right yeah uh, I, I just I, I sort of like that's more of me getting my shot in at Trent Brown because <laughs> they had to pay ten, right. they had to pay two million dollars in incentives to make sure he plays. I, yeah. th just the quick point I was going to make is I think you know they still have Deron Payne and, and Jonathan Allen who are two good interior guys and I think some of the struggles up front you know guys like Cole Strange the rookies Mafia and so they, those guys are going to have to hold good up point, inside Mike. that could be the you know it's not the edge rushers that it was with with. You know, the guys they traded away, but it is pressure up the middle. And and, and I know Bill talked a lot about one of those young guys in the edge. Um, yeah, Smith-Williams. Smith-Williams. Yep. Um, you know, in some of the preview. And I know Bill tends to sort of wax poetic about the opponent always. But <laughs> uh, I, I do think there's an opportunity for some of those guys. And Sam kind of alluded to it. Like, they're not ready to call it a rebuild. 
some of those young guys are looking to find their way in the league and they have every reason to play hard and you know just because the stars aren't out there doesn't mean I, I i think that you can look at this and say well you don't have anything to worry about yeah i just i think it's really interesting because washington has shown an ability to score an ability to make some explosive plays and you know to, to, to put the ball down the field some of the patriots really haven't and it feels like when the patriots do score points it's just so methodical and you know all right that was a great 14 play drive that you know they they eked out but just washington's ability for quick scores i just i wonder how that's going to affect the complexion of the game and if it's really going to put pressure on the Patriots to, we got to score quick. Like we can't afford to have these like eight minute drives that you know maybe we get a field goal if we're, we're lucky we get a touchdown. So I I think if Washington has some success moving the ball, they get some big plays. It's going to put a lot of pressure on on Mac in the offense. Uh, you you mentioned Jason Smith Williams there. Phil Perry wrote about him. He said he was and I did not remember this. Well known for coming out of NC State for his absurd physical transformation during his college days. Do you know about no, this? No. Um, he said the one-time prototypical Patriot and two-year robotic animation intern at IBM just may short-circuit a drive or two. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Phil. The metaphor. <laughs> Phil, you could be on this show anytime. For the Patriots, I mean, that is some dad joke on swole type of gold. Comedic stylings. Uh, I'll have to go back and see if I can see some before and after for uh... – Oh, Oh, yeah. Yes. Big time. Uh, put on some pounds. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did he put on weight? Okay. All uh, right. Very short period of time, too. All right. Let's get out. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry. Let's go to uh, Kendall Roy, North Carolina. Kendall. Kendall. Kendall the on, eldest boy. That's right. On the Patriots pregame show, Fueled by Duncan. What's up, Kendall? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Hey, do y'all see? Can y'all possibly see a scenario where um, Matt Jones plays good for the rest of the year, but uh, we still end up with a top um, five pick or whatnot? Or if he plays good, you probably think we won about six or seven games. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to see that kind of like middle ground of him playing good yet they still only win one or two more games. That seems a little bit of a tall order, and that's what I think. You know, you're worried about that he's going to play good enough to get them six or seven and then they're picking somewhere you know eight nine ten eleven and you're you, you know you're maybe going to miss out on some of those really good talent i could see him playing well and the patriots just not being able to put up actual touchdowns instead it being like he plays well enough but they put up field goals or he yeah. plays well enough but like and doesn't make any mistakes mm -hmm. but they can't beat the opponent because the opponent can yeah. just get one more touchdown hard to see or especially the defense without, just folds and exactly especially without kendrick Bourne, um and you know I feel like Pop Douglas can't do it on his own. I need someone else to step up. I could see Mac playing well and them not being able to get enough to win. Absolutely. See what it looks like. today? I'm sorry, what's that, Kendall? You think um, Taekwon and Butte plays today, or at least one of them? I think oh. Booty, but Ta Taekwon popped up with another with a foot injury on Friday, so he's he's got an issue. Um, and that, you know, I think Juju and, and Booty are the two that are they're probably up before Thornton. I, I mean, it could be Thornton if Parker can't go or if Parker's well, not Parker's going. Parker's out. So. And, and, uh, you know, it, I, I think it depends on his foot. For I, I think Booty will play, but it, it depends on health for Thornton. I, I did think it was interesting this week that Bill said that Booty's had, like, the best, probably the best week of practice he's had all season. So I'm hoping that he can redeem himself from, you know, <laughs> obviously those two situations where he wasn't able to get two feet yeah. in. I'll be interested to see if he has a better game today. It'll be funny to see if he's, if I he's not. It. Thanks, yeah. Kendall. Thanks, Kendall. 
855 Pats 500. Web radio at patriots.com if you'd like to email the Patriots pregame show, which is fueled by Duncan. And we talked to Erica in Virginia. Hello, Erica. Hello, guys. I'm back. Hey, from the airport. Uh, I might be on line three. I don't know. And I'm traveling, so I hope y'all can hear me. We can. We can hear you. Awesome. Awesome. Um, listen, how do y'all feel about a Thornton uh, Parker Mills uh, package trade for literally anybody else at this point? Well, there's a couple problems with that. Number one, the trade deadline was last week. So they can't make a trade, but I, I, I don't know, Mike. What do you, what do you think you could get for the I mean, Parker Mills Thornton you know? package? <laughs> uh, a conditional seven? Yeah, there you go. I, I maybe. Seriously, Erica, I think you probably have the same thoughts that a lot of people do. It's like, well, why don't you just package up all the bad players, all the bad players, and try and get one good player? Which. Look, I don't even necessarily say one good player, at least like two good players, whether it be two on offense or one on offense and one on defense to make okay. up, you know, for the injuries. Yeah, I just I don't know that anybody's going to take those three players off your hands and and give you somebody that is contributing for them that could contribute for you. It's a wonderful yeah. idea, but the, the, yeah. the, the quantity does not does not translate into better quality coming back not in a situation like that it just know, doesn't it's just wishful thinking at this point right? yeah that's all right it's all right though do y'all think do y'all think we're gonna get the uh lotion and hose again or do you think since parker's out in the pine we might stand a chance <laughs> I think we're gonna get the hose well, I, th- <laughs> I think there's a very good chance that we don't put the lotion in the basket and we will get the hose again that's what i think uh, Eric, I had to let you go. I'm sorry. A little, a little noisy. Wherever you're traveling. I'm, I'm holding on to Precious as long as I can. <laughs> I'm not giving Precious back don't. until I'm walking out that front door. You know, find those fingernails <laughs> on the side of the well. Don't look at them. Don't look at them. Precious. Have you watched it yet, Tamara? I have not. Oh, Precious. It was on a bunch during Halloween. <laughs> During uh, leading up to All Hallows Eve, you could have watched it. It doesn't then. matter what the holiday is. I'm watching Law and Order SVU. <laughs> this is you true. Know, did I did I did I ever explain to you that I finally understand why that show is so popular? No. Okay. And 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 I think I told you, Deuce or Paul or both. I get it now because I'd never watched it. I'd never watched any episode. <laughs> I knew I knew what the sound was. I knew the references. I know Jerry Orbach, and I, I get it. But I'd never watched more than like one episode, and then I watched a couple one day, and I said, "Oh, I get it. They're completely." undependent or independent of each other Mm -hmm. there's no continuing storyline there's no great character development it's just about that one hour yeah so you can just take it or leave it and it's fine it's not like nypd blue where you're following sipowitz and his trials and tribulations as a young dude and going through those things naked (laughs) being naked only a couple of times dennis friends and it was unsettling that was one of the that was a good show it, it was, was a good show. NYPD Blue was show. a good show. Yeah. The Rick Schroeder years were not good. This guy a little bit, you think? I got it on the past. Yeah, Just yeah. The Danny Sorensen well, years then, were not good. Then uh, what's-his-face came in, right? Zach. Yeah, uh, Zach from Say by the Bell, and yeah. he, he was excellent. Yeah. Uh, Mark Paul Gosselier? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's Gosselier. I don't know if that's how he pronounces it, Gos- but yes. Gosselier. 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 Floyd in Michigan is going to have at least three and perhaps as many as five questions for us. Floyd, what's going on? Mr. Hardy. Yes. And everybody else, good morning. Good Good morning morning to you. And the rest. (laughs) 
Mr. Howell. I actually do have five questions. Love it. The, the first four are yes or no only. The last one's not. That's Let's great. <clears throat> Ready. Question number one. Are the New England Patriots a bad football team? Yeah. Yes. 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 If Mac Jones threw two touchdowns for every one interception, would his interception be considered so costly? Yes. Uh, no. How'd you feel about his pick last week? I okay, but that was through two touchdowns, one interception. Okay, but that's one game. You have to go back to all the other games right. when he threw no, no touchdowns and had two picks. Oh, but, well, those were more costly. But he asked <laughs> if these no, would, he would he asked if these would be costly. Uh, give me a give me a game. Was I don't know maybe no. the Saints maybe the Saints or the Cowboys? He throw two picks with no touchdown passes. Those were more costly. Okay, it, but if you th- if you threw four touchdown passes in those games, you well, would that's th- di- he he said two he said touchdowns two. for every so, interception. Yes, they're so costly because this team cannot so overcome thir- mistakes. Like thirty-four touchdowns and seventeen picks is not a good season. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure what the question was anymore, Floyd. <laughs> What's number three? Last week against the 49ers, Joe Burrow rushed for forty-three yards. Was this further evidence of his underrated athleticism? Uh, I would say sure. Joe Burrow is I think athletic. He's an excellent yeah. athlete. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow. So is I'm going to say no because yeah. I think a lot of him. Yeah. I think he's you, you, don't, you had all the evidence you need. I did, yeah, I didn't watch. Yeah. I didn't watch the game closely enough to to decide whether or not he was trying to prove something by that. So we'll move on. Number four. Last week, the Tennessee not Titans evident. wore their Houston Oilers throwback uniforms, and they look fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Do the Titans and the Patriots have the best throwback uniforms in the NFL? Oh, no. Okay. Mm, no. The Titans have. I don't think the Patriots do. Well, the Titans shouldn't even be allowed to wear those, but I'm glad they did because <laughs> they look phenomenal. They, they, they so are good. excellent. I'm, I mean, I'm glad that they are able to, but I still don't think they should be able to. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to I, see them, but I, it's I, wrong. I totally agree with you. It's not their team. Um. Who has I know it's the okay. same franchise, but it's not their team. So, quick list of teams throwbacks we like better than the Patriots. I liked Miami's. I, I really like. I love Miami's are great. Um, I, I the Chargers. Chargers. Chargers oh. are always good. I, I personally like the Seahawks. I know that's probably Seahawks. an acquired taste. I would, I would but agree I like with the Seahawks ones. last week. Um, I, I love the Patriots too, though. I yeah, think those are if nice. The, if the Patriots, times were, you know, I know it's just it's personal preference. Yep. Everybody has the different way. If the Patriots wore the ones from the late seventies with the white shirts and the red pants, I'd be all in. Got me. Okay. They don't wear they they wear the ones from the eighties, right. which I didn't like those uniforms when and I was. Your fifth and final up. question for us, Floyd. This one is not yes or no only. Okay. Scoring around the NFL this year is down. What are some of the reasons for this? And thank you for taking my call. Floyd, I appreciate it. Floyd is the Bill Murray of Patriots pregame show callers. When Bill Murray would be a guest on a late night show, he'd always bring something. He'd have a sketch. He'd have a bit. He'd have something ready, you know, so that as a I host, you I don't have notice. to. I wasn't aware of this. We don't have to worry about the next eight minutes. Bill is on the show. Okay. He's going to bring something. I like <laughs> That's what Floyd brings. Um, okay, scoring is down. I would say I'll just get the ball rolling. I, I'd say some of the focuses that the officials apparently are focusing on, uh, ineligible downfield receiver, things like that, are hurting some drives and taking. Now, they picked some of those flags up. They picked one up against David Andrews and the Patriots. They picked up another one in a game I was watching last week. But I think some of the Patriots. calls. 
against the Patriots mm-hmm. last week. Against yeah. the Patriots, right. So I think some of the focuses of the officials this year have hurt offense. That's one reason. Yeah. I mean, I think some, you know, people probably, I, I can't really tell you exactly, but I mean, I think people would tell you that there's more a focus for defenses to not mm-hmm. give up big scoring plays. I mean, we saw a stat here with the, with the Mahomes game, you know, obviously kind of anecdotal with, with Patrick Mahomes, but just, you know, saying he doesn't have his, well, I forget what the number was, but it's just in terms of 20 plus yard passing touchdowns, he doesn't really have uh, many, just maybe a couple this year, as opposed to, you know, really obscene production in, in his early years. So, I think that that's probably part of it. I know the Brandon Staley of it all is, you know, um, uh, as well as uh, Fangio down in, in, you know, cover two. And I, I can't tell you exactly what the translation is there. I just know that's a common refrain around the league that teams yeah. are just playing more cover two and not getting beat over the top for big plays. I, I think those things are both factors. Um, and I definitely think defenses started, I think, two years ago, really focused on the cover two stuff and keeping stuff in front and yeah. trying not to get beat by as many big plays. Um, this is kind of a subtle thing. I, I think there are more and more inexperienced quarterbacks playing now. And some of them can play. Some of them are good. But I just think it takes some time. And I think I saw something today that, there, that this is going to be um, the ninth rookie starting quarterback in the league this year, which is going to be the most wow at this point in the season since, like, 1950 or something absurd like that. I like CJ Stroud's been a good player. Like yep. but I, I think it's hard for these young inexperienced quarterbacks to go against the kinds of zones that you, that you're talking about Mike and the cover 2s and the cover 3s that they probably haven't seen a tremendous amount of definitely hadn't seen enough of run to this level of execution. I think it yeah. contributes to keeping scores. Probably down. challenging mentally for those guys too, especially you're yeah. a young guy, you come from college, you're used to just bombs away and big plays and right. that's kind of your rhythm and now all of a sudden you're being forced to check down and think a lot and get off your first read and yeah. it's just and beyond that i would it say it's it's sort of case by case you know we're watching the chiefs right now the chiefs still have a good offense but they're not that explosive not as explosive as they've been in the past with mahomes they don't have the horses yeah. Yeah. to be as explosive as they've been in the past i mean this is all i've been seeing today is is uh patrick mahomes running for his life um you know scrambling out of the pocket um but their receivers are you know beyond kelsey are very average and, uh, you know, you know, another flag to, you know, to Hardy's point, you know, the flags have been all over the place. Um, and I think that's a good one with, with the referees uh, impact in this. Stuff. I like your note. I like your note, Paul, about the rookie quarterbacks, because now two more are getting a start this weekend with the Vikings and the Raiders. Um, speaking of the Raiders. rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. No, uh, the, we have an email here. This is from Bill in California. Mm-hmm. Said after watching Washington versus USC, who would you rather draft? Um, uh, Penix Jr., Michael Penix, is it Michael? Michael Penix Jr., Huskies Michael, quarterback? Michael. Or Williams, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Caleb Williams. Um, who, who do you think will be drafted first? I think Caleb Williams will be. I, I mean, I watched a little bit of that game, but I haven't really, you know. Who, who, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen enough. And I believe me, what I've seen of Caleb Williams is highlights, and who doesn't look good in, in highlights? Yeah, he looks. He looked great. I mean, they both looked great last night. Um, I, I, I don't know. I it's going to be one of those things where we'll jump into it in the off season and, and really drill down on it. But I, I thought Williams looked to me outstanding. I mean, Penix seems like he's got a little bit more around him, but there's plenty of people out there who have watched a lot more of those guys than I have, and they can give you better in-depth analysis at this point. Mahomes a little slow to get up after uh, taking the ball for looks like about 15 yards again by himself. He after should have that. slid. Like he he tried to do too much to get to first down and ended up getting a lot more contact than he should have. There's so like, 
Yeah, they're uh, like oof. he should have just ended it right there right. versus doing that. Right. No, he's up, Adam. Whatever floats his oh, boat. Oh, no, he's not. They're punting. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever floats his boat. It's like, wow, is he in the shotgun? Nah. Man, this is a different kind of play. <laughs> he's Holy kicking the crap. ball with his foot. We haven't seen that before. <laughs> he can do it all, this young Patrick Mahomes. Watch out for him. He's a I gym also, dandy. I also feel like defenses are just so much faster now. I feel like there's a lot more quarterback injuries now more been. than ever. Uh, there's um, more quarterback injuries, but the defenses, and this is going to get, you know, deuces, mm-hmm. uh, shorts in a bunch. The, the the athletes who are choosing the defensive side of the ball, I think you've seen that <laughs> increase in recent years. You mm-hmm. know, guys going to college, guys focusing in, like completely content to play defense and be a standout corner. Uh, you know, linebacker, pass rushers, a lot of that is going to be dictated on your physical attributes anyway. Yeah. But I think in the safety positions and the corner positions, these are guys who – 15 years ago, I want to be a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. that's all I want to be. I want to be a slot. I want to be a wide. A lot of these guys are saying, like, hey, I can go out there and have just as much fun being a shutdown corner or a really good safety in this league, probably have a better chance of, you know, making a name for myself in college and getting a job in the pros than I would be if I'm just another guy who's trying to be the the next big thing at a receiver position. Yeah, I mean, I draw the line, too, to, to all the seven-on-seven seven the kids play now and the quarterback passing leagues and all that. And, you know, kids are – you know, when I was a kid, it was, you know, if you weren't too fat, which is weird, I was too fat to play <laughs> Pop Warner at the time. Like, But, you know, you're, you're strapping pads on kids, and, you know, half of them are, are getting stuck playing line if, if you're not fast. And I think, you know, some of these even just with flag football, you're seeing a chance for kids to, you know, really get exposed more to the fun parts of football, which, like – you know, for me, guy who wasn't fast, it's like, all right, well, you're just going to line up and, you know, fight somebody in the trench for an hour and have fun. That's football for you. Well, you know, the other kids are like, hey, I get to run around. I get to score touchdowns. I'm touching the ball and making people miss, you know. And I just think there's more opportunities now for players to – or just kids that are trying football to get into those positions. Whereas, you know, when I was – it was like, all right, kid, fifth grade, welcome to Pop Warner. You're a lineman. Welcome to the rest of your career. You know, it's 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 there's more chances now, I think, for guys to, to try stuff. If we find ourselves at a point in this Patriots season where maybe they're not playing too well and we get a they're little already l- not playing too well. <laughs> Tamara, I just please, please just go along with it. Please. OK, go I'm along. going back to the question that Floyd had. Is this a bad football team? Yes. OK, but continue. If we get to a point in the season where we have some extra time. I would like to spend some time okay. unpacking the deuce as a fat kid thing. Oh, it's because good. that sounds like it's an rich. HR. Violation. There's a lot to it's mine rich. there, and I don't want to make fun of you at all. But I am curious as to you know whether or not you had to go to a fat camp. No, and we party. Can't, what? No, that, th- like, do you want to go to HR? <laughs> like, this sounds like he doesn't HR. work here, so I don't think he can. I'm more <laughs> than willing to talk about my childhood issues as well. I, uh, you may not want to hear them. I'm sorry if this makes you uncomfortable, Tamara. Asking someone, did they go to fat camp? That's like asking someone, like, wasn't a, a woman how old she was. <laughs> it wasn't sleepaway. <laughs> it was just, oh you're not supposed to eat stuff. Um, no, but, but I, 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 I wasn't afraid of, uh, oops, I fell in the pool with my T-shirt on. I guess I'll just leave it on. And I was never, like, that obese. But, you know, it's just a little doughy middle schooler. Like, that's there's a lot of us out there. And then all of a sudden, you you, you know, you go through puberty. You get and look at you now. Look at me now. And well, he's an Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But, you know, those scars of being like that when you're little, it's like you get older and you're like, well, I got to stay on it. I can't let myself go. I'll be that kid that I, I didn't want to be when I was in middle school. But yeah, there's plenty there. Plenty to unpack. Well, let us uh, n- not do that now. <laughs> um, the inactives are in. 
Oh boy, <laughs> let's yeah, go. Devonte Parker, Will Greer, Alex Austin, Trenton Brown, Kayshawn Booty, and Sam Roberts. You ain't playing. Guy. I also don't trust Hardy because I feel like he had insider information. What I tell you? No, he just. I think he's just got a nose for the game. Um, so that's significant. Uh, Trenton Brown not playing. Um, surprising a little bit. I mean, Paul and I both felt assured that he would. Um, I guess it's gonna be Connor McDermott. You know, probably probably at left tackle, um, back from injury, and that's uh, you know just not a lot of depth with Calvin Anderson out as well. So they, um, yeah, that's gonna be. I mean, they really. I guess it's Vidarian Low then. Vidarian Low. I would think Vidarian Low, Trent, Br- and and. and and Connor McDermott are your two two tackles, other than you know on when you sliding out there. So, Oof. Um, that's a big one. And then I just I think the booty thing I kind of hinted at it. Um, you know, it's just funny where, where he talked this week. He talked about being frustrated. He hasn't played since week one. He doesn't feel like he's done anything. You know, Bill comes out and says, "Oh, we we, we he's had maybe his best week, um, and now he's inactive." So that's uh, do you think it's significant? Do you think it's harsh not to give someone another opportunity like right away to like? bounce back from that situation like, off, like it wasn't a fumble but it was almost treated as equal see as a fumble. i just i don't agree that that's what it was about though that's like i've been consistent on this point like i just think Kayshawn booty and week one Devonte parker couldn't go now we can tie this into this week because it certainly is is you uh-huh. know taekwon thornton now but i just think they didn't have an outside receiver and they're like you're gonna have to play this role mm-hmm. and he played it and i know he made that mistake but i just i don't think that that was ever going to be his spot and mm-hmm. so I just think everybody focuses on he didn't get his feet down and he's still paying for that mistake. I just don't agree with it. I just think he was a rookie thrust into a spot because of injury and and he didn't really perform okay. But once Parker came back, that's his job. And, you know, so but now let's tie it to today. Who's going to play on the outside today? It looks like it's going to be Tyquan Thornton despite the foot injury. So, you know, they didn't they didn't have Tyquan Thornton Mm -hmm. that first week to put in there as a speed element on the outside. So. Um, you know, you feel bad. I, I mean, I would like to see Booty. I think we're all at the point now where you want to see some young yep. guys. Um, but it's going to be a real opportunity for Tyquan Thornton today, who I think should play uh, a, a really significant amount of snaps. I don't know, you know, how much they'll go to him and try to push it down the field to him. But I think he's going to be out there, maybe, maybe close to every snap. I'll be interested to see too, like how much we see Juju today, because I feel like we didn't see him last week until the guys, you know, Kendrick Bourne and Devonte Parker went out with injuries, and it's like. If we do see a lot of Juju today, like we need him to be productive. I we can't we can't have him I, be. But I have no, I have no expectation no. of him being that. No, mm. no, you can't. And I mean, and, and it's 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 one I of mean, those based things a, based on what just hope. Yes, and you think at yep. this point maybe it's, it's, it's time uh-huh. for him it's, to start playing. Yeah, yeah it's time. Yeah. It's like yeah. you know That's you missed nine. a couple games with a concussion. No, like, you're, you're right, Hardy. I mean, I, I you know like everything you're saying, I totally agree with. And it's like, are we really? going to try to you know say today's the day for Ju- I don't think it's going to be the day for Juju I just think you gave this guy a contract you bought him in he was the you know the crown jewel edition of the you've got Bourne's out Parker's out two of your you know better receivers certainly Bourne has been your most productive receiver and it's kind of like look if you're ever going to do anything for us Juju today's the day that, mm-hmm. that we need you to step up and do something so I just it's going to be interesting when we come out how many times is he targeted how much does he play like if he's still kind of benched on the depth chart and they're playing Douglas, you know, you'll be excited to see Douglas and those guys a little bit more. But I just I think based on the numbers today, he's going to have Juju Smith Schuster is going to have to play a ton. Um, by the way, did I miss some memo about when we went from calling Trent Brown? Uh, Trenton? Trenton? I, I was confused by that as well. <laughs> and, and then it was Trenton. on the inactives list I, on, the, on, the, all, on, the, on, the, on our screen here on the Patriots pregame. I did not even know that his name wasn't Trent. I was today years old when I found out his real name was Trenton Brown. But, yeah, I mean, you did it, Deuce. Um, 
it's only like the formal, like when they announce Ta- him as something, it's it's Trenton. But otherwise, he's he's big Trent. Tamara, the the, the uh, apparently just the deuce mimic now, decides to go with Trenton. <laughs> also, I was just reading it off of the thing, and then I see it. Uh, there it is again on the inactives. Trenton Brown. This is this is causing me angst. It's funny coming from somebody who doesn't even go by their real name. Well, that's fine. Call me Rob. Call me Robert. I don't care. But if you're going to switch, I need to know why we're switching. It's formal announcements, you know, like when they're like, Rob Hardy Pool okay, will so not be active today. But with with oh, Trenton not playing today, I feel like my key is just very challenging. Very challenging. Yeah, <laughs> it does throw a bit of a wrench into the commanding the line of yeah. scrimmage offensively for the Patriots. It, it does because I feel like. Yeah. Mac is very unsettled, and I feel like if you get him rattled early on, he, he just spirals, and it's he's unable to recover from it. And so I feel yeah. like if they attack that weak side of the offensive line, which arguably has been a all hot sides. mess, all sides, all season, I'm just a little bit concerned for him. She's she's right. They're strong. I mean, center. Connor McDermott and Cole Strange mm-hmm. on that left side is going to be those two big defensive tackles. They're going to slide to those two guys and try to completely overwhelm them. Um, you know, it's just what a journey for Connor McDermott, who went from Jets practice squad last year to like coming in here and actually being a solid right tackle and was competing for the right tackle spot. Seemed like one of the favorites for the right tackle spot till we got to Green Bay, got hurt, got released with an injury settlement. Now he's back. Now he's starting to left tackle today. So the uh, the the trials and tribulations of oh. the left tackle position and the tackle position in general for the Patriots this year has been um, has been something else. Do we have a ball game in Germany where the w- uh, Dolphins have uh, managed to get on the scoreboard here about midway through the third quarter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> From speed. Sorry, I'm starting to get in my German mode because we're going to But I think days. this is one of those questions like Floyd mentioned, like if Mac Jones scores two touchdowns but has one pick, like – I trust that Tua in this game, he could come back in this game. You know, he had that one, um, I don't even know what it was called, a pick, scoop and score, whatever it was. I feel like they're still able to overcome this because they have such an explosive offense. Yeah. This offense here, one mistake, yeah. it, it's too big. It's well, too big to overcome. I think that's what yeah. we talked about in the post game last week, too, is there are teams that can, um, or may, maybe it wasn't, because uh, I'm, I'm thinking about the, the Lions. The Lions just played on Monday night. You saw the Lions cough it up twice mm-hmm. uh, on two of their three final drives and have either have points go the other way or screw up an opportunity to score. But we're talking about the Lions here. We're not mm-hmm. talking about, you know, the 2,000 Rams. We're not talking about the greatest show on turf. We're just talking about a workable, passable NFL offense. You see them turn the ball over like that. Like, yeah, they'll get down there again. And they did. And turned it over again. And you know what you said? Eh, they'll get down there again. And they did. <laughs> and then they scored. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Yeah. You have no reason to believe the Patriots can turn the ball over late like Mac did, deep into enemy territory, and just, ah, we'll get the ball back and drive back down there and try it again. Yeah. No, no, no. And I think yeah. they generally feel, you know, kind of emotionally rattled. You know, like it's it's one thing to say like, oh, we don't have the pieces, we don't have the Tyree kills to you know make those big explosive plays, but it's one of the things that made that win over the Bills kind of impressive because it feels like when a t- this team gets a turnover and you kind of feel everybody looking around like, oh no, not again, and f- palms up and all that. Against Buffalo, they had that with Bourne's fumble, but they were able to come back. So you know, th- it's just they tease you with little things, but you're right. Miami could come back. 
Mm-hmm. We've seen the Patriots though; they get in those seventeen-point halftime yeah. leads, and you're like, "It's it's most likely done. This is just they don't, they're not built like that." Especially because you know they have like what a quarter and a half to go. It's like when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, like one play could be a forty-two-yard yep. touchdown. Between yep. that's it. I, one play. And, the, and the other teams aware of that too, you know, so yeah. it just affects the whole game. And I honestly, I I don't think Tua is you know any kind of top anything quarterback in the league, but he's definitely in the top third. And you've got Waddle, you've got Tyreek Hill. Oh yeah, can they score? Two more touchdowns in this game? Of course they can. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more about the Chiefs being able to, you know, build on what they have right now. Uh, Let's talk to Michelle in South Carolina. Michelle, thank you for joining us. Patriots pregame, fueled by Duncan. What do you got for us? Hey, guys. Um, um, I was listening. Actually, I agree with Tamara. Tamara. Tamara, is that how you pronounce it? We go with the, we go with the short vowel sound a Tamara, but I haven't asked her ever. Potato, I, that's just potato. what I'm going with. Potato. Okay, see. Okay, we're very Tamara, close. I agreed with her earlier um, about the um, front lines um, of the defense being able to be maintained by us, our offensive line. But I just saw the inactive. So I have to disagree now. <laughs> um, I think we have big problems with open field tackling, and I um, I wanted to know what you guys thought on that. And who is the backup with Grant not in? Is it Zappy? Yes. Yeah, Grant's oh. the, the third. Okay. Uh, and then who is going to be our somewhat deep threat now that? Um, Tyquan Thornton. And I know Duga is great, but I'm not sure he's a deep, you know, he can be a deep threat for that pass. And um, are we going to just see him dunk the ball? Because Max doesn't really have that many um, deep down pass um, receivers today, I don't think. Um, oh. And if he plays back and we lose this game, do we then give Greer an opportunity to come in and at least play a game or two. Um, so interesting. Okay. Interesting. Thank you, Michelle. Interesting questions. All hope uh, you're well. Hope Jill is well. I think I, I think there are a couple of ways, and and having deep downfield threats for the Patriots today. I don't know. It's just, it's a nice thought. Maybe. It's a, I don't know. Yeah. They, maybe they can run fast. Um. <laughs> What about? Did you guys read this about uh, motion and how that uh, equates to success in the Patriots' offense? I've heard something send, about send it. Send it. Send it. <laughs> I I know a little something about motion. <laughs> Sending uh, Demario Douglas in motion uh, pre or at the snap results in a much higher completion percentage than not. Oh. And that is that seems to be you know like the the elixir. That is the new. James White, thirteen touches per game leads to victory. <laughs> if you want, if you want to, com- you know, have get some offense going, you got to have them. It's not necessarily about the downfield threat because that requires time behind the line of scrimmage for your quarterback. I don't know if you're getting that today, Mm-mm. but send Douglas in motion, get some movement on the defense. That is a bigger, I think, uh, precursor to success and being able to move the ball. Than if you don't. Uh, PP, any comments there on uh, Trenton? Yeah, Trent Brown. Trenton. As, Trenton. as Hardy predicted. Trenton Brown. Yeah. As I, Hardy predicted. I Trent Brown. Hinted. And Booty, little like, had a great week. Uh, Inactive. Yeah, so I'm old enough to remember when Bill sort of uh, adjusts his 
line of thought on guys based on their comments into the media. And I just wonder if he talked to the media, you know, kind of expecting to, to get an opportunity. I, and yeah. I will that say had something to do with it. I will say um, there was a line when we were interviewing him in the locker room where he said um, he references as like my number has been called. And then someone followed up and was like, so you're playing this Sunday? And he was like, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that, like, my uh, my number could have the opportunity to be called. So there was a little hiccup in there where, where, where he danced around. There definitely was that in the locker room. So oh, well, I'm out. glad these things are still so important to the coaching staff <laughs> it, here. Like, they got their priorities. Yeah. It's amazing you know, to me that that, line. Like, what do you say? Yeah. No, he's out. Yeah. He's out. <laughs> he did say. Yeah, we like, could really use him out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't have any receivers healthy. Ah! Out. <laughs> ah! So now, that, like, the the Thornton popping up on the injury report on Friday is why I thought Booty was playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wasn't necessarily penciling in Booty into the lineup until the injury happened on Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I'm a little surprised that Booty is inactive. Um, two other coaching stories uh, from the week I want to get to before the Patriots and uh, Commanders take the field here uh, just a little while. We'll get to that and more of your phone calls at 855-PATS-500. Emails, webradio at patriots.com. Uh, making it to Wednesday would be a miracle for any of us. Uh, but it would also be a win. A win in itself. And to celebrate, Duncan Rewards members get a free donut with drink purchase every Wednesday now through December. Uh, limit one classic donut per member per Wednesday. Terms and exclusions may apply. Participation may vary. Offer ends 12 23 Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. By the time this Patriots fan is finished drinking his Pepsi, you'll be 15 seconds closer to game time. Patriots watching. Better with Pepsi. Duncan Rewards members. Score big. Get a free medium hot or iced coffee every Monday all month long with purchase. Not a member? Join on the app right now. America runs on Duncan. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. This holiday trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium, Apple TV 4K, and six months of Apple One. All on us with unlimited ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. Six months of Apple One, then $10 per month. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Apple TV 4K and Apple One offers require eligible phone purchase with activation on unlimited ultimate. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit Verizon.com for details. 
when someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes. Oh, no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. By the time this Patriots fan is finished drinking his Pepsi, you'll be 15 seconds closer to game time. Patriots watching. Better with Pepsi. Duncan Rewards members, score big. Get a free medium hotter iced coffee every Monday all month long with purchase. Not a member? Join on the app right now. America runs on Duncan. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. This holiday trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium, Apple TV 4K, and six months of Apple One. All on us with unlimited ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. Six months of Apple One, then $10 per month. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Apple TV 4K and Apple One offers require eligible phone purchase with activation on unlimited ultimate. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit Verizon.com for details. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket hotline at 855-PATS-500. Or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. You know, I was just trying to follow up on our last conversation, Travis. Do you have your lacrosse and polo stats handy <laughs> from prep school? Because now it's all coming back to me. I was I was an unconscionable ball breaker earlier this season. I really was. But that name. Oh. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we on? <laughs> you, 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 you two want to join us? Just reminiscing. Deuce was talking about his trombone playing from back in the day. Oh, I just yeah. want to know if he maintained his trombone. That's I, all. I did. That's all I was saying. That's I all I meant by that. I had no idea what I was doing. And the thing about the trombone is, is that you can kind of tell when one of them has no idea what they're doing in the in the student band. Oh. So my mom and dad were like, wow, you seem like you were the only one who knew what they were doing up there. I'm like, no, no, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I was the only one who didn't know. What they were doing. So you had you had great supportive <laughs> parents. <laughs> that is, like, I'm just running around. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah, I never thought of that, but that is the one instrument where there is a, a real physical sign going on. That one person one is doing it all wrong. Doesn't belong here. Yeah, I, I can remember. Uh, God, what song was it? I mean, 
I still have a recording of us. Uh, and the God like of Davida? Fifth grade, fifth grade band doing like the uh, Star Spangled Banner for like the oh. Little League opening day. And it was, oh boy, it was, I mean, I'm sorry, America, for that rendition. <laughs> Wait, was that, how, old, how old were you? Uh, I was fifth, fifth grade band. Fifth grade oh, band. that's tough. But, but the worst part is it, I got to. You weren't in Little League? I, I got to paint the whole. I, I was Paul. And funny story, so I had to wear A, they gave me this band shirt that was like way too tight, already discussed with Hardy, little self-conscious, little little chubby deuce. And then I had to wear my baseball pants. And if you look at the video, you can see like my tidy whities <laughs> underneath my baseball pants <laughs> as I'm walking with the trombone and I got this too tight thing and you know, then I'm gonna. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> We'll get video for you know if it gets crazy here toward Little the end of the season. We'll, we'll <laughs> 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 oh, box. Uh, Tamara threatened. <laughs> Tamara threatened to contact HR on me on Deuce's behalf yeah. while you were out of the room. Oh really? We were talking, oh, we were talking chubby, you, chubby middle school. All hell juice. breaks yeah. loose when I go and do uh, my no, chin wag no. with. Uh, I the just asked him if he was forced to go to fat camp as a kid. <laughs> it wasn't and, camp. And Tamara was, I mean, as a, as the. Uh, any oh, number no, of God. inappropriate things I've said uh, on the show before. Fat that, retreat. That, that, that was you. the one Thank that that really, really shook her. <laughs> so my She's apologies to everyone. She didn't want to see me uh, getting shamed here. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> God. It's not, not, oh. it's not a shame. It wasn't a pick. All right. Uh, let's go to Eric in New Jersey, and then we'll do our, our coaching conversations. Okay? Okay. 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 Eric, you're up first, though. What's going on, buddy? Hey, how you guys doing today? Good. Um, I just wanted to uh, kind of talk about Bill um, for a second here. Um, you know, what we typically say here, Bill has uh, the advantage going, in, uh, going up against these other coaches. Uh, what is it specifically, um, given these past few years that you think from Bill, what do you think the schematic or the intangible difference that he brings to this, this organization uh, currently that you've seen this season and moving forward? Because I just don't technically, I just don't see that advantage. I don't see teams scared to come back even though the Foxborough teams, you know, obviously the Dolphins on fourth and one throwing the ball downfield on us. So what is it the, that you see from Bill, you know, from that advantage that you think he still provides at this junction of his career? <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with you. I, look, I, we said it this week on the show. It's just it's hard to trumpet the Patriots as a well-coached team right now when they're turning the ball over, having the same mistakes, coming out slow, falling in holes, um, you know, continuing to add the same mistakes. I just think, you know, unfortunately those are things to me of a team that, you know, isn't isn't well coached. Now, I mean, I think schematically they know what's going on. I just don't know why they've been unable to execute. You know, I'm sure they're they're seeing what's going on and they just, but they haven't been able to to stop it. I mean, look, they can't beat Tua. They just beat Josh Allen and the Bills for the first time. I mean, it's it's been a struggle the last couple of years. I think that's it. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with Mike says. It's there's. I still think that he has the ability to put a game plan together and, yeah. and do all the things that made him great. Um, but I do wonder if he's trying to execute offensively and defensively in ways that maybe aren't as important as they used to be. And somehow, like, the, the eye is on a, the, a different ball than it should be. Yeah. I, you know, I don't have the answer to that. But like I said, before, you know, I all season I've been saying, like, well, what was the last time you saw, like, the Patriots come out and just have this game plan in uh, Miami, right back in the game, mm. uh, thanks to a turnover by the Chiefs. Uh, it's almost like somebody said the game they, uh, ended when it was twenty-one to nothing. Uh, yeah, that would have been me. Oh. That would have been me. Oh. Um, yeah, and Miami caught a break with a couple of uh, 
officials' decisions on both one on both sides. Anyway, I I made that comment about Bill. You know, so like, I remember all kinds of different game plans. You know, in the in the dynasty years, where like, ah, I didn't see that coming. You know, like mm-hmm. Monday night game in Minnesota, like in two thousand five ish or six, whatever. Six. Yep. And they come out and Spread. it was Pat. Remember, it was Pat Williams and and, and Kevin went the yep. two mammoth yep. defensive tackles. 100%. You couldn't you could not run on Minnesota. Could not run. First play, they come out, they run right up the middle, nothing. The Metrodome's going crazy. Then they just said, okay, all right, five wide. We're going to let spread them, shred them, and Brady just, yeah. like, ripped them apart in a blowout. Doug Gabriel, I think. Like, 50-something passes by design, not like we fell behind by three scores and just had to throw the ball. No, we wanted to throw the ball 50-something times because that was our best way to – you know, that was the game plan. And I just – kept wondering like when was the last time you saw something like that and i saw signs of it against buffalo i imagine two weeks ago like i thought whatever they came out with that day had buffalo on its heels throughout the day i imagine it's frustrating because i think you know i'm sure he sees what needs to happen but it just seems like there's a disconnect of having the team to execute it you know i mean that goes back to that quote i just can't get these guys to play the way they need to it feels that way it's just you know and it's like the same thing the error repeaters the same mistakes that just baseline fundamental football stuff of not turning the ball over of you know not having negative plays of not compounding mistakes and making things worse and you know for too long it just it seems like this team just can't get out of their own way much less you know execute a different kind of you know strategic game plan that that the other team didn't see coming well i want to talk to you about something that happened between bill belichick and phil perry earlier this week after the trade deadline came and went 4 p.m. Tuesday, Patriots made zero moves, nothing. And Phil asked him about any conversations that took place on Tuesday. Was there any thought to doing anything? Did you think about doing this? And Bill answered um, in a very annoyed way, like, look, um, I'm busy getting ready for Washington. Any trades that go down, that's the personnel department. And we talk about things all the time. And if something happens, they call me. And if they don't, they don't. And it seemed like there was this disconnect between Bill either admitting to or acknowledging that he is, in fact, part of the personnel department. He leads the personnel department. Is that, I mean, is that an unfair statement as the GM of the team? Well, definitely not an unfair okay. statement. So I, I wondered if you guys made anything of that. And Phil, uh, you know, in attempting to follow up, that's when Bill got upset and said, look, we've talked about this 50 times. It's the same thing. If there's something, then they call me. And if there's not, there's not. So, you know, we, we've kind of had some instances earlier this season of other people on staff almost trying to distance themselves. Bill O'Brien, most notably, when it comes to, like, guys out there, it's like, that's got nothing to do with me. That's... Bill and Matt, you know, having to do with that. It almost seems like Bill is trying to create almost a little distance, but it's impossible. You can't. You're in charge of it all. So just wondering if either one of you had any thoughts on on that this week or the trade deadline in general. I I mean, I'll I'll let Paul. Paul usually has good takes on this. I don't know. I just – I'm lame. I didn't really read too much into it. I just felt like he's not the one beating the bushes. And, of course, he's the one who's going to make the decision. But I think he leaves that up to Macro, and they're the ones who are receiving the calls. And then they say, "All right, here's what we got." You know, Bill takes five minutes out of getting ready for Washington and, and does it. So, you know, look, we can we can 
turn it around any way we want to. I, I just personally, I didn't really see it as like this huge controversy. It, it just to me, yeah. it's not. It's an ex- expectation that he's the one like calling Jacksonville and like, oh, you got anybody? Like, you know, like like he's the like that's not his I, job. I understand like, that, he but he oversees I, but, it. But he's you know he's the CEO. Like it, he's not the one doing all the lifting. Okay, okay. But in order for him to, first of all, I'm not convinced that you need every waking second, every day this week to somehow figure out how are we going to play the Washington Commanders on Sunday. I don't, I, I don't believe it. And by the way, ask former players about the amount of film that they get and the amount of things and the amount of stuff that they have to put together that never even gets looked at. There certainly aren't enough hours in the day to go over the reams yeah. of material handed out to players or gathered by staff. It's just, you know, some of it is just a fool's errand, I think. Mm-hmm. But for Bill to say, like, if he is, in fact, devoting all his time to the commanders and all he's doing is giving an edict to Macro and the rest of the staff saying, you can trade uh, who, is the, who is the most uh, often mentioned? Duggar. Tra- uh, no, Uche. not Doug. Uche, right? If you can trade Uche and get me a second, g- good. Otherwise, don't talk to me. <laughs> is that a good way to run the department? Because I don't think you were getting a second for Uche. And if, I mean, are they allowed to even come back to him and say, hey, Bill, you know, that, that, that should be an ongoing conversation in the weeks, days, and certainly day of the trade deadline as things start to shift and move. I, I mean, I just, I don't know what to believe, but if we take him at face value and just, you know, what he says is the truth. That doesn't sound like a very good way to run your personnel department. No, I give that I give them a standard, and if they don't meet it, don't even talk to me. Yeah, I, my thing is when he's on the radio earlier in the week, sort of distancing himself from the personnel side. I mean, no, I mean, you couldn't possibly do two of those full time. Those are two full time jobs. I, you know, coach and that. People are gonna then ask, like, has there been a change? Do you no longer have final say? Like. The questions on wh- whatever day that was that elicited him getting sort of persnickety with Phil, I think, were very valid. Like, A, you sort of alluded to the fact that you do not have control of this anymore, even though we kind of all knew that that was an overstatement. But more importantly, the trade deadline had just passed. You didn't make any moves. Did you get close to anything? Totally that's, fair that, question. That's the question. The question wasn't like, did you have to go in the office and talk to Matt, or did Matt come to see you? Like, no. You had a bunch of guys entering the last year of their contracts. Some of those guys, I'm, I'm going to guess you're not going to resign. Did you get asked about any of them? Did you give any thought about any of them? Not, no one's looking for specific. No, no one's saying, hey, Bill. Well, tell you what, Hardy. We did have a call from San Francisco. They asked about Josh Uche. They, they thought that they might give us a, a fifth-round pick. We were looking for a fourth, so the deal never materialized. No one's looking for that. No one's expecting that, right? They're just like, hey, any, any calls? Are you working well, on anything? Yeah. Were, we in, were you involved you, in anything? Did you, get clo- did you feel like you were close to anything? Yeah. Can, can we have some reason That's to all? believe that you were trying to – that you either believe in the team this year or you're, or you're looking to improve for next year and the years beyond? Just give us some sense of direction. So because it seems, uh, dare I say, rudderless at times. <laughs> yeah. So like, my bottom line is, I, you know, it, it's not a huge deal. Like like Mike said, but 
I don't really understand why. I, I think he made it a huge deal by being, yeah. you know, I- extremely. I think that's happening more and more now. Prickly. Yeah, I think he made. Yeah, well, not just the. It's not just like people look at that and they say, well, the media just doesn't like the way they that he talks to them. No, he he's being purposeful, purposefully like obtuse. Yeah. Just answer the question, or a, a reasonable facsimile of an answer. Like we've an, we've gone over this fifty times. No, we haven't, Bill. <laughs> no, you, you've you've never like you didn't answer the question that someone's asking you a question about what happened the day before. How could you possibly have gone over that fifty times? You know, the it, trade deadline just happened yeah. within twenty four hours. You know what I have noticed? Don't seem to get those uh, rallying cries of support for Bill like nope. we used to in the past. Like, oh yeah, stick it to those idiot people down there trying to do their jobs and ask questions. That's right. Bill, we trust. Right. Yeah, give it to him, Bill. Don't tell him anything. I've, I haven't heard many of those people, like any of them, yeah. this year. No, there are they're, they're people out there that still, um, you know, I think just choose to say Bill Belichick can be here as long as he wants, no matter what the results are. It's, it's he's earned the right. I don't agree with those people, but there are certainly people out there who are just look at what he did over those 20 years and said, carte blanche, you tell us when you're done, no matter how bad it gets. Not as uh, not nearly as many as there used to be. And uh, uh, look, when it comes to the in Bill We Trust crowd, crickets. Crickets. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with it. I used to have a, you know, a, a, a you. sort of an ongoing thing with Fred in the heyday when it was great, you know. I used to say, Fred, if you could have like this ridip- ridiculous like hypothetical, everything that they've won would not change. You've won every game, every Super Bowl that you've won. But do you think Patriots fans would rather just anybody else be the coach, or do you think that they like that? Oh, no, they like that. I said, I got to be honest with you. I encounter more season ticket holders that just say like, why does he have to do that? <laughs> like, and I'm talking about. In 2013, like, yeah. why does he have to do that? Why, why can't he just like answer the question? Or why does he have to like knock the mic over? Why does he have to snort into the mic? Like, I think if they, people that were the in Bill we trust crowd, knew how great of a coach he was, and that's all it was. But I'm saying this hypothetical that you could never actually do. You're replacing him with Mike Dussault, who has every bit the football acumen that Bill Belichick does, and he is going to use it to win all of the same games that Bill Belichick did, only he's going to answer the question instead of Bill. Don't tell me that 100 out of 100 would have said, no, I'd rather have Mike Dussel. Can you clip that, Matt? We'd like to use that one again. That was nice. That was nice. You know? (laughs) And I think that's what you're getting now, Hardy, is those – even the people that still think Bill's a good coach, they're saying, well, he's a good coach, but we're not winning, and and, and he really doesn't tell us anything. He's not explaining anything. There's no accountability. and now all of a sudden they're realizing, oh, it didn't have to be like that. It didn't have to be confrontational all the time. But he's, I mean, h- h- the coach, you'll never hear me. People will try to put words in our mouths. Mike and I on Patriots Unfiltered, you'll never hear me tell me he's tell anyone he, he's not a great coach. Like the best, the, arguably the best who's ever done it. Some people, inarguable. Great, great coach. Not a good coach, not a very good coach. Great, great football coach. Um. Two more coaching things I want to get to. Number one, um, this morning, I believe it was Ben Volan and then Mike Florio also talking about uh, maybe a little wrinkle in the scenario that a lot of people have accepted, which would be Gerard Mayo 
would be the heir apparent to Bill Belichick. Another name uh, being floated around there from two different sources saying people within the building, within the Patriots, having good knowledge of the situation, seem to think that Mike Vrabel would actually be the dream scenario (laughs) for some people with the Patriots and that uh, the former Patriot and current Titans head coach uh, would be looked upon as a great replacement for Bill whenever that time comes. You heard that report this morning. I, I did. I mean, I, I love Rabel. I mean, it goes a little bit against what we've kind of been talking about, which is we we feel like the obvious move for any NFL team is you kind of vacillate between the, the player's coach and the hard ass. And, you know, Rabel, it feels like after Bill, like, all right, are we going to go to, like, a nice offensive coach, like a Mike McDaniel, like a friendly guy. He's kind of quirky, and he's not going to yell at anybody. And, you know, it, it feels like that's the, uh, you know, what would most likely come if you've kind of followed the circle of, of usually how these things go. But I love Mike Vrabel. I, I'm, I'm curious how it's going to go for him in Tennessee now that they're seems like they're in the process of kind of going to Will Levis and getting away from Derrick Henry and that identity that they had. But, you know, you have Hopkins, who's a little older. So it, it, it seems like they're a team who's getting ready to go through a transition. And I'm just I'm not sure if, if Rabel's going to be a part of that, if they're going to you know, if they look at him as a, a piece to lead them through that transition or not. I don't I'm not sure. But I, I love Mike Vrabel. I mean, I wouldn't I'd be excited. I'd, I'd be excited if it was Mayo. I just, you know, guys, linebackers, I really both like those guys. Yeah. But, and I know a lot of people sort of started putting those two and two together when Mike was back here to be honored in the Buffalo yeah. game. And he's, you know, we have a game to win. He's sitting with Robert and, uh, you know, and all that stuff. Collective um, we, even though he's yeah. currently the head coach of a completely different yeah. football team. Yeah. Now, again, listen, there's been a million things. We had a thing this week about Montez Sweat in Chicago. I didn't get it. And I was like, you know, all of a sudden the next day he signs a long-term extension. So, like. Sometimes you just don't have the inside information, and yeah. you don't you don't know. And my feeling from afar, Mike Vrabel just won a power struggle with John Robinson. He was very upset with John Robinson trading AJ Brown. He's gone. Vrabel now has the power in Tennessee. The moves they're making would indicate that they are rebuilding. You know, they just uh, traded Kevin Byard at the yep. uh, at the trade deadline. He's as Mike said, he's turning it over to Will Levis. It looks like, oh, big fumble by the Dolphins. Uh, I think they might have gotten it back. Um, so ten and a half left, and Miami um, moving a little bit here, down down only a touchdown. Someone told you this game was over at halftime. Yeah, I don't know who that was. Three minutes. You just you left forgot teams were allowed to come back from a twenty point. Uh, yeah, and and I will say, you know, <laughs> I, I I think um, teams can just do that. I, I I will say that I I felt like Miami was getting on the short end of a lot of calls in the first half. I think they've been uh, benefited from a couple of non calls in the second half. Um, could have been a pass interference on the last drive um, that was close. I thought there was a hit uh, by Van Ginkle uh, out of bounds that would have been offsetting penalties instead of just a penalty on the Chiefs, um, which could have made a, a big difference. Um, oof, oof. That was a lot of work for like yeah, a yard. Right. Um, so the uh, the Vrabel thing to me on, on the surface, I, I think it makes sense because, you know, he's been a decent coach for Tennessee, but I, I don't know, like – you know, and, there, and there's the pro football talk tweet that we were, that uh, Hardy was alluding to. Um, I I just think that he just won a power struggle in Tennessee, and so I think be, he's the Titans coach. Well, I think it would also be difficult for them to explain away how Gerard Mayo is not the head coach after he not only turned down uh, a Panthers opportunity, he didn't even interview. Don't even go take that head coaching interview. Don't even look at him. Stay here. That's... <laughs> 
just just stay here. Why? Because well, you're going to be see. the guy. You'll see. Well, am I going to be some kind of defensive uh, well, coordinator? Well, no, no, no. Uh, we'll see. You're just we'll going to be the guy. And if he's not the guy after that, wow. I think I, I would feel bad for Gerard if he if he seemingly has all the attributes and the makings of the next coach. And that's kind of – that's that is the – Assumption is a bad word, but that that's the situation. He didn't even take an interview instead to stay with the Patriots under the overwhelmingly accepted belief that he was the next head coach in waiting. And if it's instead they were to bring, bring back Vrabel, that creates a whole nother set of issues from a PR standpoint and from just yeah, personally and I for Gerard Mayo. Yeah, I don't have the information on Gerard Mayo, so I don't know. I mean, I know that's a very wide Widely held belief that yeah. he's the coach in waiting. I no one's ever told me that. Okay, so, all right. So I don't know. That's fine. I'm sure he just. Uh, I'm being snarky here. So let me just let me get it out. I'm sure it's called snark, Paul. I'm sure he just. <laughs> who, who, who understands I'm that sure, more than me? I'm sure he refused the interview for a head coaching job in the NFL just because he didn't want to move. That you know, it's such a pain in the ass. So. Let's 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 that, explore. I, I love I love the snark as we get to watch the quarterbacks hey. uh, enter the tunnel. Oh, Miles Bryant, blue pants, fan favorite. Oh, sorry. Um, so can we maybe sort of explore a couple of other uh, options other than? I Mike would Brown? love to explore. He stayed. He stayed because he was promised to be the head coach in waiting. Might he have stayed yeah. for a few million reasons? Yeah. D- uh, would they have paid a few million more on a guaranteed? Three, four, yeah, but then he would have contract. But then the, he would have to leave. Yeah, and maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he wanted to stay. So he didn't want to be a head coach and make more money. I said maybe he, uh, if given the choice of being a head coach somewhere else or making more money here, he chose here. I, I, I don't know. I don't have the answer to this question I, definitively. I'm just. I, I think I people. Know. I think oftentimes people look at the obvious and. With good reason. The obvious is often the answer. You you guys could be right. I'm going to be surprised if he's the next head coach. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe it'll be Josh McDaniels, who I would in our be stunned. Third I'd be stunned if he were the next head coach. In our third coaching story to get to, Josh McDaniels relieved of his duties with the Las Vegas Raiders earlier this week. Um, People uh, have talked a lot about this in terms of what it means for Josh and his future. So I want your thoughts on that first, but also your thoughts on the Bill Belichick coaching tree, which other people will say, well, you know, Vrabel coming back, he was a Patriot, but he's not part of that Uh, coaching uh, tree. So is that a little bit different? I say, what's the difference? Where did he learn about coaching from? Uh, Did he learn? Did he learn as a player being coached by (laughs) Belichick? I, I mean, would say Ohio State. <laughs> that's where he, he got his. Fine. Because that, that's the coaching tree. I, I'm serious. That's yeah, where he got his first job. He learned a lot yeah, from Rack, too. Yeah, from, from, like a, from a like chronological standpoint, sure. But from a player, when you learn how you know things are done, doesn't that make more of an imprint on you than just what your resume says? Well, I, I, I your think, resume says you went here and did yeah. this. But in life... I know you did all this so under this but guy. Who's, but who's to say he learned everything he learned under Bill Cowher? Who's to say that Josh McDaniels like, like, to me, Matt it's about coaching. Well, to me, it's also about the personality of the guy. Yeah. You know, and now we know Patricia and Bill are close personally. 
I don't know if Josh and Bill are yeah, have a close personal friendship, but for all I know, these guys once they get away from Bill, say thank God because I you know would not I, I've been waiting to do this completely different, mm-hmm. and we we make some assumption that the coaching tree is hardwired genetics. And I, to me, that's a dangerous assumption. So I, I had a, a little bit of a different take on the whole coaching treat thing too. Like everybody, like really uses that as a negative to it, Bill. And I'm like, well, couldn't you spin that and have it be a positive? Like that's how good of a coach he is. Like all these guys that we thought were a big part of the, you know, maybe it's not about that. Maybe it is. Yeah. You know, it's Bill. I, I think that's what some of the appeal about Vrabel is, though, is that yes, he 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 was here. I think you know he has a general understanding of why things were successful here. Um, but, you know, I don't know if he's as enmeshed in the actual nuts and bolts of the program. And certainly he's had to go out and kind of establish his own offensive and defensive philosophy. So he's not as, like, connected into all of the former Patriots coaches that you, you know, see around the league. Like when you looked at, you know, Josh's staff formerly with the Raiders was, you know, so many of the Patriots guys. And you knew that all those guys were here and they're all, you know, on that same page. So for me it's it's part of what makes variable a little bit more of an outside the box choice of that he's got a little bit of that patriots kind of shine to him but he's not so overly immersed in this whole system that it feels like it still might be a little bit different if he were to come here and paul just you know not to go down this rabbit hole again but yes you could make the case that uh it's it's a mark for bill that none of these guys were able to do it it really is bill that is that good of a coach i would say no one else has been able to win as part of the Bill Belichick coaching tree without having Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Julian oh. Edelman, Wes Welker, Richard Seymour I, I mean, I, I think on their team. Yeah. And I think oh, that's maybe the it's, answer. Maybe it's been the players yeah. the entire time. Right. Yeah. The entire time it's been player. I, I agree. 75% about the players, 25% yes. coach. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's probably closer to the answer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, now we're back to where we started. Yeah. All yeah, right. Good. Yeah. Uh, you want to do some, uh, let's do some over-unders. And then we'll do some electronic mails. Ooh. It's time for this week's edition of Over Unders. You're over me? When were you under me? I've decided just now that the Over Unders are brought to you by Bridgestone, official tire of the New England Patriots, proud to partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. Hardy, we didn't actually sell that as a sponsorship segment. I just made it one. You're the best. What are you going to do? I don't like the way you read it. What are you going to I like when you go, tire. Tire. Yeah. That's a, you got a little pop. So I can't decipher all this scribbling and nonsense on the over-unders. Okay. You want me to do it? No, I want I, okay. I, 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 I want I Morell as punishment to do it. <laughs> I, got I want it. you to say what you typed and then what is actual for each of these numbers. Mike four and two, actually three and three. <laughs> Paul three and three, actually two and four. Hardy one and five, actually two and four. Okay, which brings the season totals to Mike twenty six and two, actually twenty five and twenty three. Twenty seven, twenty one, actually twenty six and twenty two for Paul. Hardy twenty one, twenty seven, actually twenty two and twenty six. <laughs> got it. Hey, I got the six pack right. Okay. Did you though? I did. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. All right. Today's bottom over- line is I maintain the lead. <laughs> uh, Mac right. Barney five with the sniff. Mac Jones passing yards two twenty one and a half. Deuce, you're I'm up jumping first. in. I'm gonna go over on this one. Uh, I, I think this will be a little bit of a back and forth game, and I think the Patriots are gonna need to to find something through the air. So I'm gonna go over on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go over as well. Um, I just feel like they're gonna need to. Uh, 
to move the ball through the air against a very bad defense. Uh, you two are cute. Sorry. Might I remind you, Trent Brown, he ain't playing guy. <laughs> he ain't playing throwing guy. the ball for no 222 yards under. Mac Jones passing touchdowns one and a half. Paul? So you did under on that? Yeah, I did under on that. Because of Trenton. Uh, I'm going to take the over on the touchdown passes, too. Time I, out. I, I'm feeling frisky today with Mac Jones. Time out. He just did it again. When did we start calling Trent Brown Trenton? Uh, I have never. Okay. He did it. Tamara did it. And then they put it up on the screen for the inactives. So it's it's like some ongoing troll. I don't know. I'm going to keep uh, it going, I don't appreciate it, though. You're going over on the Mac Jones touchdown. I, touch I went over touchdowns? on the touchdowns. I did. I'm going under. Because I'm not smart. Um, uh, I'm going to go under on this, but... Uh, you have no reason. Yeah, I have no reason. Ramondre Stevenson rushing yards, 46 and a half. I'm going over. Because they're going to have to run the ball today. Yeah, this is... Uh, Ramondre is my guy today. I think he's going to have the most productive day. I don't know why, but that's what I'm going with. And uh, So I'm going to go over on that one. I think he vultures some of those touchdowns from Mac. Hmm. Okay, I'll go over as well. All three of us are over. <laughs> Demario Douglas receiving yards, 41 and a half. Whoo. Back to you, dude. I think, I think Douglas is going to get a bunch of targets today. I'm going to go over on this one. Paulie Paul Perillo. That sounds reasonable. Like, someone's got to get, someone's got to catch the ball. I'll take the over. Someone's got to catch the ball. All those passing yards that Mac Jones is going to rack up today that right. you two have figured out. Right. Under. Under. Ezekiel Elliott combined rushing and receiving yards, 41 and a half. Well, I'm going to stick with my theme. I, I think Washington's defense is like ne next level bad. I'm going to take the over. I'm taking the over on this one, too. Just it's the, my one little blip in an otherwise perfectly consistent over under. I, too, will go over. I'm going to keep making this one interesting. I'm going to go under on this one. Yours um, makes no sense. Your over-unders make zero sense No, today. it will. It'll all make sense in the post-game show, Hardy. Don't you worry about that. Over, you took? I went under. 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 Okay. No, Ramondre is going to go off, and Ezekiel is going to be just okay. And the total score, 47. Oh, jeez. Where's my score? Oh, jeez. You sound like my freshman oh. year roommate at Michigan State, Hanarato oh. Wenceslau. <laughs> yeah. We used to say, oh, jeez, oh, Rob. Geez, Rob. All you do is drink beer and chase girls. <laughs> is he Scandinavian? or? Uh, no, he was from Guam. Oh, all right. That's Lives not, in the area now. It's not Scandinavia. Yeah. What's your take? I'm, uh, I'm no, I, he hadn't done uh, anything yet. waiting for Mr. Hardy. Going under. Not by a lot. Yeah, I, I, I can't do the math this fast in my head for what my score is. I'm going to go under. I yeah, do. I'm taking the under as well. Um I don't believe in Sam Howell, so <laughs> I don't believe in a shootout coming out today. And, you know, Hardy makes a good point about uh, Trent Brown and Trent the, state, Trent the state of the offensive line. So, yeah, I'll take the under. The capital, I am capital Dole. Of New Jersey. I am Clinton. <laughs> I am Trenton. All right. Uh, so there we are. You guys are talking about half the time. Over, unders. It's fine. It's fine. A lot of emails to get <clears> to <throat> here. Why don't you read some of them? I'm going to yeah. at uh, Web Radio. At Patriots.com. I don't know that you need to be cracking wise a whole lot today, Deuce. Oh. I feel like you're on thin ice for something. I just can't remember what. If you call me a fat. <laughs> you fat. <laughs> uh, Chad in Atlanta. If, and I mean if, caps, 
McDaniels ever made his way back to the team, and Billy O is still there, how do you see them using Josh? Could he help out as an Ernie Adams type? It's not like it would make things worse than they already are, right? Once again, Chad in Atlanta. Who is that guy, Brandon King? Can't tell. Okay. I, I don't know. Is that what you're talking about? That's Chad in Atlanta's email? Is that but Garrett no, Blunt? No. Yeah, so. I was trying to figure out who... Uh, might be Brandon King, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I thought it was funny. Like uh, Stevenson really came over and was very enthusiastic. Yeah. But I wasn't sure who the uh, the players were. All right, Chad, I'll answer your emails since Deuce and Paul Sorry. are too busy watching we the TV out. set. What was the question? Uh, I don't know if McDaniels is going to coach again anytime soon. No. Who's going to give him a job doing what? And as a head coach in the NFL, that might be it. Yeah. I, I think that that should be it as a head coach in the NFL, but yeah, I think he'll get a job as a I just, uh, I read in somewhere. the ESPN the report today just about the team meeting and, you know, him kind of saying, like, the players kind of vented to him about the coaching staff and, you know, he had a last practice where he's very disengaged and not really making connections and so it just seemed like things were, were really going in a bad place. I I mean, I think he's he'll, he'll land somewhere maybe next year as, you know, an offensive assistant or consultant or that kind of thing and I think he'll start to rebuild, and you know maybe he ends up back in college. I, I, I could see him getting another OC, um, you know, opportunity down the line. But I, I think he's at least on ice for, you know, next six months or so. Like I, I just go off and go off into the wilderness. Next six months? I, I don't think he's going to do. I mean, there's oh, you not don't gonna think be, anyone's going to hire him mid-season? Well, some people thought he was going to end up back here like next week and no. was going to immediately no. back, be back in the mix. No. So I, I don't. I, think, I don't know where he ends up. I don't. Th- I don't. You think know he's out it, for the next year and a half at least? Like yeah, I mean, you think 2024, yeah. 25, he's out. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I, I think he'll be back next year. I don't know where. Yeah. Doing not, what? Not saying here. What's he uh, going to do? College. What would you, what would you yeah. hire? You're Offensive. in charge of a football what, team. Would you hire him to be an OC right now? I, who's my OC? Like that, Deuce. I, like, do I, I do, but do I, I, I need an offense? Do I need an offense? Do I need something better? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would hire him if I needed something. If I needed an offensive coordinator. Look, if Bill O'Brien leaves, you think that would be a terrible move for the Patriots to, to replace him? I'm yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, just, I do. Just as a point of clarity, um, the Patriots official, I don't know if you guys already talked about this when I was on my chin wag, but it th- when they have the inactives, it, they do list him as Trenton Brown. Yeah. That's where, that's where it all that's came the, from. That's the official account. Now, I know that that's what, like, his real name is, but. I didn't know until today. I don't really understand why all of a sudden everybody's calling him Trenton just because it's of that. It's a thing to do. Rick I, don't, and I don't know why we would put that <laughs> when he's inactive. Like this Trenton. A couple oh. of VIPs here. What a Dwight Daring. Hello, Dwight. Oh, did I miss Dwight? So Miami's got the ball back with 2.28 to go. A couple of timeouts. Um, Kansas City, a curious play call on third and less than a yard. Um, ended up uh, trying to throw for it and not getting it. So Dolphins 75 yards away from a poten- potential tying touchdown. So the fans in Germany, they're getting a nice uh, yes. game here this week. Wowie, wow, wow, wow. Mostert just ran for about 20 on the first play, 25-ish. So this is what I call football, huh? How about that? All right, uh, bolster. <laughs> How about that American football? Rick in Dallas. Quick question. Given the fact that Washington just traded their two-star edge rushers but still have two, bro- two Pro Bowl D linemen in the middle, should the Patriots move Owenu back to guard to bolster the middle? I feel like strange. So, and Mafia will struggle protecting the middle, and Max struggles when the pocket collapses in front of him. Thanks, guys. And I, Tamara, Rick, and Dallas. You got no choice today. I don't just, you don't have the tackles. I think, I think, on when you has to play right tackle Plus today. I, and I don't mean this mean in any way. This, I, I think Mac has shown signs of struggling with pressure, period. I don't think he's any worse with pressure up the middle than he is pressure off the edge. That's fair. 
That's fair. Um, like prob- that, that was a Brady thing. Brady could deal with the edge pressure with no problem. Well, but he, up the middle, he, he, he because wasn't able he loved to, to just to climb step, the pocket. Yeah, he yeah. loved to step up in the pocket. You know, a half a step, another step, and as long as it was coming, like you're, you're right, Paul. You know, from the sides, he could see it, he could sense it. Just give me that, give me a little time in the middle, and you know, wait for that crossing route to develop or something. But uh, I, I think it feeds into Paul's thing, which which I agree with, which is it doesn't really matter where it comes from. I think you just got to get to Mac early and get him thinking, get, get him his eyes down get him on the thinking rush. About the and, rush. That's that's a big thing. So if they can get a good start, you know, but as we saw last week, good start doesn't mean anything. Uh, another email here. Team, I do not ask for much. I want to see progress. Wins are the focus, but win or lose, please get players' experience, evaluate them, and assess them for possible future fit. Everyone has injuries, but with the Pats losing their two best defenders, the plug-ins are not good enough. I guarantee I will see a big slash decisive play, and Miles Bryant will appear a little too late. Not his fault. He's just not good enough. Play Mac, but also get Zappy some snaps. Run the Wildcat if you must from time to time. As a fan, show me you care with the effort. We are not winning the Super Bowl, so achieve realistic goals. That is Joe in Weymouth, formerly Osprey, Florida. Nice, Joe. Wonderfully read, Cardi. Thank that you. was yeah. like uh, very, nice. very well read. Um, Chapter one. And we get a quick look at uh, the salute to service attire that the Patriots uh, staff is in today. Um, as watching the the highlights, there's the, the bottom of one of the hoodies right there. Um, good shot. shot. Good yeah. shot. Billy I like Billy O. Yeah. You know, just for what it's worth, as I wear the same Patriots polo I was given four years ago, <laughs> and nothing since then. You really are a baby. I would rock up. I'm, tra- I'm trying to get a free hoodie. Would you shut up? <laughs> I would rock one of those salute to service hoodies. They're leather, you know. They're made Most, out of leather. Mostly for Matt. Thank you for your service. Stolen valor. Wrong kind of camo, bro. What? Oh, I see. I'm not going out into the the the. the I almost said wilderness. A bad word. Going to be caught dead in army camo. Into the S. All right. Well, I love whatever. We wade into like the uh, you know armed services. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rivalry. It's like, you know, I would never. Yeah, you I don't d- really care for these ones, though, to be honest. I was going to say you can't talk to Marines about the Army. You really just can't talk to Marines. If you're a Marine, you can talk to a Marine. Ooh. Otherwise, they don't care what you have to say. Back Is that to, fair? Back-to-back back big care plays very by much about what Mostert. Uh, wow, we do have a game developing there in Germany. That is fun to watch. Let's yeah. talk to Rod. Let's talk to Rodrigo in Brazil before we get to our Sunday six pack. Rodrigo, <laughs> thanks for holding. What do you got? Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me again. Yes, of yeah. course. Thanks for calling. Uh, Keisha Moody is inactive again. He did start before, so do you guys think he regressed or he just like got? a little behind his schedule and the other guys are better than him. Yeah, I think the the first game, Rodrigo, that he did play, um, they were missing Devontae Parker, who was largely the guy that was going to be involved in his, you know, you know, at his spot uh, on the outside. And Jalen Rager had just signed in the practice squad. Um, so I, I think that was the biggest reason why he had a role that day. But since then, I think, you know, for the most part, Parker has played. And they've gone with Rager, you know, as as sort of a secondary guy. So I don't have the answer as to why Booty can't get on the field, but I, I think that was why he was out there the first game. Mike. Yep, me too. That's the same point I made at the top. I just I think everybody's gotten carried away with like as if if he had just gotten his feet down, he would be a but huge part no, of this, this offense. This right has now. nothing to do with his feet at all being with in that. bounds. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Rodrigo, thanks for the call. Appreciate it as always. Hope to uh, talk to you again. Want to do the six pack? This is the Sunday six pack. So kick back and listen to my position. I'm itching to get the picks back. You better bring a big stack. Don't get it mixed, Jack. I came to win it. Yeah, this is the Sunday six pack. All right, let's see what happened last week and where we stand on the season. Matt? Mike went 3-1-2, Paul 2-2-2, two, 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 Hardy 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Bringing the season totals to Mike 28-12-4, Hardy 21-19-4, Paul 19-21-4. Uh, Paul's slipping below. Uh, oh, you've been below 500. I'm terrible. Um, I think, Mike, does that look like Vidarian low it out does, there Paul. at left tackle? Yep, Vidarian low out at left tackle. Get off it quick. Um, yeah, so that. I mean, he, he did play some left tackle previously in his career and, and, and probably more so than Connor McDermott had, so it makes a little bit of sense, I guess. But it's still a little scary. We know how many pressures he's given up. I mean, he's, he's been pretty rough on the right side. We'll see how he does on the left today. Just one quick question. Does anybody know as the it's a salute to service, are we getting a flyover today? Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not aware of that. Flyovers. Um, we can't see him from the great day. Now, now there's there's McDermott um, with um, Cole Strange. Okay, all right. There's McDermott so. at left tackle. So they're they're messing with us a little bit here. All right, all right. What do we uh, what do we got for their our okay. first first game to pick here? A couple 1 p.m. games. The five and two Seattle Seahawks at the six and two Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore minus six. Yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't realize Lamar owns the NFC. I didn't know he's got like a crazy record against the NFC. Was not aware of that. I think he's won 16 in a row. Heard that like coming that. in, so I'm going to take the Ravens. Yeah, I'm going to take Baltimore as well. I just think they're a better team, um, and I think they're starting to come together a little bit. Um, they had some shaky wins against you know lesser opponents. Uh, I think that they they step up against a good team from the NFC today. Knowing both of you, this may be the only game that I go against the both of you, but I am taking the Seahawks today. The 4-4 four four Minnesota Vikings at the 4-4 four four Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta minus four. Okay, so I'll be on record as telling you I absolutely despise this game. Um, <laughs> I, I don't nice have any idea. I'm going to take Atlanta just because uh, I think Minnesota is going to be dealing with a, a rookie quarterback in, yep. in Hall. So I, I'll take I'll take the Falcons at home. I don't love it. I, I, don't lo- I don't love this game either. But Deuce and I, you watch, are both going to be on the Vikings today. We just feel like maybe they can figure out a way to pull this one out. No, Hardy. No, no, no. I'm going with the Falcons. Oh, no. Sorry. This could be an, Sorry. Awful, this Sorry. Could be an awful week for Hardy. Oh, fourth and ten, and the Dolphins botch the snap, and Kansas City's going to survive. Brutal. 4 p.m. games, 5-2 and two Dallas Cowboys at the 7-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles. Philly minus three. Philly, Philly. Hardy. Yeah, um, obviously a big spot for both teams, but I'm going to keep believing in Philadelphia until they give me a lot of reasons, at least more than a couple, to doubt them. I think they can get this done today against Dallas. I will take the Eagles and lay the three. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. Uh, They just haven't quite found their stride yet, but I feel like as as the season goes on, they're going to get better, and I think this is one of those games in the division that they will take Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm really surprised that all three of us are on the Eagles in this game. I think Dallas certainly has every opportunity to go in there and win, but I'm going to take the Eagles too. Sunday night football, the 5-3 and three Buffalo Bills at the 4-3 and three Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo minus one. Yeah, I think uh, Buffalo is not surging and Cle- Cincinnati is. Um, so I'm going to take Cincinnati uh, and I'll steal that home dog point. Hmm. Paul? 
Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna jump all over this. I, I like Cincinnati in this game. I thought they were favored, so I, I'm gonna take them as an underdogs. They still sure. might be. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Mur- I, these Mur- are these are correct Mur- numbers. Mur- <laughs> this is gonna be an amazing week for you guys, or a horrible week for me. But once again, I can't believe Paul, especially, is not on Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo solo on Buffalo. Monday night football, the three and four Los Angeles Chargers at the four and three New York Jets, the lack minus three and a half. I hate that. I hate that hook. hook. I hate the hook. I'm going to take the hook. I think the Chargers win this game, but by a field goal. I'll take the points. Yeah, I am. That means I have the Jets. (laughs) I wrote down lack. (laughs) This is why we have issues. I'm so dumb. I did too. I thought, but based on what you said, I, I said thought I think the lack the... wins by a field goal, so I'll oh. take the points. The Jets. Oh. You're making it complicated. Oh, you really it's are. Really that, <laughs> really not that complicated. It's a little complicated. <laughs> it's not that complicated. I don't. Only, ma- I don't only for Fred. And I have a full booth. Matt LePan takes the picks down too, so I double check my picks when he gives me a sheet. This is how you should do it. Is he knows what Paul's lingo especially is, especially for Matt. Please put me Hardy down for the the San Diego Superchargers of Los Angeles. Thank you. Please and thank you. Uh, I'm I'm feeling crazy. I'm gonna take the Jets. Oh God. Plus three point five. Oh God. I know. Well, I know. Hardy could have the lead by himself next week. Maybe. Or I could. I could be out. It could be done. And finally, the three and five Washington Commanders at the two and six New England Patriots. New England minus three. Hardy. I don't, yeah. I I don't like this. I think the Patriots, of course, could win today, but I. I honestly don't want to lay any points with this team. I think it's foolish to do so. I'll take the commanders getting points. Either one of these teams getting points today would be my pick. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so I will take the commanders getting points. I, re- I really think this game is a coin flip. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on the commanders, though. I just I think that their passing weapons and Trent Brown, Trenton Brown being out, the Devontae Parker, Bourne being out, uh, it's just it we'll see Bentley's active, see how useful he is if he's still able to go with a hamstring. But I, I, I think Washington's going to pull this one out unless the Patriots have a couple big takeaways, maybe even score off a takeaway. Um, so that's my wild card. But but right now I'm taking the commanders plus three. Yeah, I totally uh, could see this going either way. Flip, uh, flip a coin and figure it out. Uh, I'm going to take the Patriots at home. I think Washington, in my mind, Washington remains a team that – kind of puts up fake numbers until I see it differently. Um, I don't think the offense is as good as it looks. I think they're chasing in a lot of these games and put up numbers when they're chasing. So I'm going to say Patriots 23-20. to 20. Oh, yeah, we didn't get our 23-20 Patriots. Oh, so I'll take the right. Patriots to cover, even though that would be a push. Okay, I'll go, I'll go uh, 23-20 Commanders. I'm going to say 27-23 <laughs> Commanders. Okay. Uh, by the way, those picks brought to you by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Great memories are made in Massachusetts, no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors, outdoors, scenic views, city vibes, solo, family style, whatever moves you, whatever the season. Plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway at visitma.com. Well, we covered a lot in this uh, in this pregame show. Ooh. I don't know how we did it in two hours, but we managed to get it all in. I mean, my whole horrible middle school existence. We got we got in depth on that. That was great. Uh, I I do want to ask you this though before we uh, hard pivot into uh, kickoff, which should be happening here at one o'clock. I 
theorized last week before the Dolphins-Patriots game that we would learn a lot about both teams. Did we learn a lot about both teams last week? Was was that realized in the terms Patriots, of the who they were identity-wise? I think you learned a little bit about the Patriots yeah. that like the Buffalo game might have been a one-off. Yeah. But yeah. Miami, I think, you know, with using today's results yes. for Miami, yes. kind of they are what they were going into the game. They beat up on the, the weaker teams, and they struggle against the, we, the good ones. We spent so much time this year going over the turnovers and the fast starts, and I think last week was also just an element of it doesn't always really matter all that much. Like It isn't the turnovers and the slow starts that were killing this team. It was the team that was killing the team. Ooh. Good start last week. you know, Won the turnover battle, but they still couldn't muster it. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great point, Paul, in that the the book on the Dolphins was that they had been losing to some bad teams and they'd only beat or had been losing to good teams and had only beat the bad teams. And what happened? Well, they beat the Patriots last week and today they they, I mean, they made it entertaining. Kind of. I will say their defense played. They lost to the Chiefs. Um, the the first drive of the game, Kansas City went right down the field and scored uh, as effortlessly as they probably have all year. Uh, from that point on, I thought the Dolphins' defense played pretty well. They only allowed one touchdown after that. Um, the other one was a uh, long scoop and score lateral play by the Chiefs' defense. The Chiefs' defense was, was legit today. They they made life uh, very tough on the Dolphins, and you know I just think those receivers are really dynamic, but they, they, they do take a pounding. Hill and, Hill and Waddle, I think Waddle was definitely affected in this game. I yep. don't know. I, I, I still think Miami's good, but – 0-3 against quality competition is what it is. It's just kind of the, the and they don't look good the take doing to it. development, you know I mean? right? Like when they're at home and they're in Miami and it's you know all clicking, they look great. I just that's something you know as a Miami fan, I would wonder of like, all right, if we're gonna have to go on the road back to Kansas City, we're gonna have to go to Buffalo, we're gonna have to go to Cincinnati. You know what yeah. is that gonna look? That like? could be part of it too. I think it's more about just the the caliber of team they play. They're like their offense just does not look the same against good teams. Yeah. I will say this about the Patriots today as I give my final thought. Uh, if they somehow do not get a win today, then you can uh, feel good about not having to listen to any kind of path math, any type of what happens over the next three. I, I, it, you know, I, I wish you were right. I'm just telling no, you. I'm, te- and I'm, I'm just telling, telling you it's you. not going away. I'm telling Until you. they're eliminated, it's not going away. If they lose to another team that they have the ability to beat, you know, you just chalk it up. It's another Saints situation. It's another Raiders situation. Yeah. If you lose today at home to the Commanders, then we'll start. The conversation doesn't have to be all negative. It can actually make take a more positive spin, and you can start talking about what you can do to fix things for next year. But if you lose today to this team at, uh, home, yeah. at home, you'll be a two and seven on the season with no expectation of being able to win anything else. Uh, realistically. And the and the I think the tone of the uh, of the conversation about this team changes dramatically with the loss today. Yeah. So with the win, okay, we've got something to look forward to over the next few weeks in terms of meaningful football games. But um, if you want a meaningful season, um, a, a loss today ends all talk of that. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see. I think the next three weeks are just you know on theory on paper lower echelon teams that they that they should have a chance with and you know i just think after these next three weeks you have a real good sense of where they are and and what kind of team they really are are they a true bottom feeder kind of team that that can't beat the giants or the colts or those kind of teams or are they you know enough of uh, uh, have enough that they can muster wins over those kind of teams and and i think today will be you know telling 
What do you think, Paul? Final thoughts? Yeah, I just, you know, playing out, I, I want to see some different guys getting some opportunities. That's how I'm looking at the last half of the season. Um, I'm a little disappointed with the wide receiver situation, not because I think, you know, Kayshawn Booty is this sort of secret weapon that's in hiding, but I, I just think to what end? Um, Jalen Rager, Juju Smith-Schuster, those guys, like, I, do they give you a better chance to win today? Maybe. I, you know, that, that to me shouldn't be the, uh, the be-all, end-all in, in terms of those personnel decisions. I'd like to see some more um, unproven guys um, get an opportunity, and we'll see. That, that's what I'm looking for today. Uh, we'll see if you get it, and we'll talk about it in the post-game show. We hope that you'll join us then. We hope you get a chance to enjoy some Dom Sausage during the game, the official steak tip of the New England Patriots. Order them online for nationwide delivery, domsausage.com, promo code Pats15 for 15% off. That's promo code PATS15. We'll talk to you after the game. Thanks for listening and watching. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.